Hello, everybody. Welcome, finally, to the 30th episode of the Tennessee Twos Disc Golf Podcast. We made it. Uh, there was a legitimate minute there where we weren't sure if we were going to make it because everything goes wrong when you need it to go right. Obviously, that's just how life works. Uh, once again, we are uh, joined with our first ever return guest, Josh Charles, from Lone Star Disc. Yes, Charles. <laughs> Charles the dog. Charles um, the dog. Welcome. So, I don't know if Ethan's told you this, but we've already decided at this point, to be completely honest, that you're no longer a guest on the show. At this point, you're just family. Yes. So, hey. you know, and Absolutely. this this family bond goes a little bit farther than we have told anybody about yet. And we'll get into that here a little bit later. But uh, I believe Ethan has some things he wants to tell us about to start. Uh, Yeah, there's a cat on the screen. How about that? I got a whole barn right now. <laughs> joined, yeah, yeah, joined, yeah. By, joined by the whole, uh, the whole gang now. <laughs> it's like they where, he's wondering where the cat went right now. He's blind, he's, but he's staring directly into the webcam. I, I don't know. understand. <laughs> <laughs> he's staring he into my soul. He literally does know that I'm talking about him, and I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's it's like he knows. But yeah, uh, we're gonna go ahead and get into it. Um. We are super, super excited uh, to announce that our new presenting sponsor for the Tennessee Twos podcast will be Lone Star Disc. Yes. Yo! Um, we, that is one of the most exciting uh, announcements that we have. Um, to add to that... We also have a new logo, a couple new logos actually, um, but our main logo has not been leaked yet. Um, no leaks. No leaks. Our alternate logo we put out earlier today. Some of you may have seen it. Um, but or two days ago, if you were on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter got the first peek. Not gonna lie. Um, but all the other socials got their love today. So. What we're going to do is start off by showing you the new intro with the logo. And then we will get into more about uh, what Lone Star Disc means to us. Here we go. Hope you like it. And boom. There you go. Hopefully, all of that played out well for you guys. Um, if you got to see it, I don't know. Josh, did you get to see it? Yeah, wow, it was I, great. I it was great. It. I, I got to be honest. I mean, we, first of all, new logo. Cool. Thank you so much. Um, Ethan basically has, has a buddy who, who worked that up for us. Thank you so much for working that up for us. Really appreciate it. Um, but also to the person from Fiverr who did the transition, they did 10 or 15 transitions to us. And that one just hit different. When we it saw did. it, it was instantaneously, we knew that was the one. Yep. Um, so that, that one will continue to be our work in transition. Um, as you can see, you know, a lot of the stuff still looks exactly the same as it used to. You'll see our, our old logo is down there in the right hand corner. That'll change soon. Um, a lot of the overlays on the stream are going to change soon. We just couldn't put it all together today. That's part of the reason why we're so late. Sorry for being late. 
Um, but a lot of the new overlays will be active here in the next couple of weeks. Um, we, we have a lot more changes coming, um, and yeah. it's going to be a wild ride. And thank you so much to Lone Star Disc for partnering with us and allowing us to grow this even more because we've grown exponentially quicker than we ever expected to, to begin with. Um, and you know, we decided a couple of months ago that we had outgrown the platform that we had originally designed for this. Um, and with Lone Star's partnership, it really gives us a lot more freedom to do some new stuff. Um, and hopefully we can bring you guys better content and continue making the show as good as it can be. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're excited to work with you all for sure. Yes. I, I'm really excited about it. Um, it's going to help improve our quality of content and once we get all of the bugs worked out, we don't have to blame anything on me anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's uh, because I'm not, I I'm do... not even going to sit here and try to try to blame you for that. He's we're, we're trying to get this, this show on the road at like seven 30 and every time we're like, okay, I think we're ready. Then he's like, Oh no. And then we're like, yeah. Oh gosh. It, and then I, we're, we're yeah. ready. And then it's, Oh no. And Oh my gosh. I feel like and it's only it, when I show up, though. You it, know, it, uh, no. To to be honest, it's been <laughs> two weeks. Two weeks ago, there was a thunderstorm that made it impossible to hear what I was saying. A week ago, there was a thunderstorm that made it impossible to hear what he was saying. Lightning, oh, no. just, it, lightning ran into my streaming mic last weekend during the podcast, and then it's been in the middle of it. Sorry for all of the audio issues. Uh, I know a few of you did reach out and was like, "Hey, what's this popcorn?" You know, and I I completely. I am very sorry for that. Uh, hopefully, it will not be like that tonight. Um, I am junking that mic. I did get a new mic um, and Stream Deck, but guess what? The Stream Deck's dead. So it's just one problem after another, but it is okay. We're going to continue trucking through it just like any adversity that we come across, and just like you should in your life. Um, <laughs> Do you know how many games of Rocket League Josh could have played in the delay? Uh, you know, I was thinking about it. I could have gone through two whole rounds of winner winner chicken dinners out on the uh the PUBG track and yeah i think that's we, we, sh we should have just left ethan to his devices and just been like there for sound check yeah i was thinking i could have entered a tournament in rocket league maybe got some credits you know <laughs> Boothie was supposed to be playing with me right before this and i was like hey like i'm real i'm real tight on time like i had some real estate stuff come up so you know sorry i can't play and so he's yeah. been waiting this whole time yeah uh we do apologize <laughs> but thank you for tuning in and uh at least giving us a hard time we appreciate it <laughs> yeah of course um but yeah uh daniel i'll let you go ahead and get in on what we have to talk about uh, all right um are we starting with with sula today or let's do it let's get Ooh. let's get started all right so sula what an exciting weekend it turned out to be for a silver series mm -hmm. and hang on a second I, I gotta make some changes here real quick this is this is just while wow, you're doing that oh, gosh. huge shout out to the oh boy my from gosh Lone i can't Star. even see all right we, we're just gonna yeah. go ahead and get into this so much better um <laughs> i took my chance so chandler kramer for it. this was the first time that i personally have seen him on live um and we got to see a lot of him and yes uh, how proud dude how proud is lone star right now let me tell you bro so we so i have been on the road uh i've had no weekends off right so five mm -hmm. weekends in a row i've been working events and stuff and it's been really awesome to go out and support all of our team members we had so many people show up um not only for obviously sula chandler's out there but we also had junior and master worlds happening at the same time 
the drive back, being able to watch Chandler live. No, number one, I'm from the Midwest, so I can say this. The Midwest is probably the most boring drive. Of life, <laughs> right? And so to be able to watch Chandler and have it playing over the speakers of the van and we're driving anytime Chandler would crush a drive and park it. I mean, it was lit inside me and Sinjin are like, let's go. go, <laughs> Like it was so much. I, I haven't felt that way in a long time uh, watching something on my phone. And so props to him. I mean, the, the round that they showed was his worst round, but he still yeah. shot over a thousand rated and it was his first time ever playing that course. So um, he absolutely killed it. Finishing tied for fifth mm-hmm. with, I think he had like some crazy thousand sixty nine or thousand eighty nine, some crazy high thousand plus rated round. Um, super proud of him, dude. Uh, I yeah. think, I think that the other side of it for me is like Chandler. Before we even sponsored him, like I got to know him. He stayed over at my house a couple times, and so it was cool to like see your friend out there, right? taking it yeah. down it was like part of me is excited because it's our brand and he's out there representing us with that sick ranger shirt which is going to be available tomorrow yeah at lonestardisc.com we're going to be adding some stock of our ranger t-shirts um but also as a hey, friend to be yeah. able to go it was sick you know you're yes. just like let's go i was so. i i was excited i was like glued in and they the cool thing about it was is uh the commentators did a really good job because he were he was different as in forehand only, they oh, yeah. talked through every single one of his shots. That mm-hmm. is awesome. That was yes. great. And they and they kept bringing it up. Like yes. they, they would be like, "All right, we're gonna pay it over to Eric." And they're like, Shh, "Chandler would have thrown a forehand on this one. I wonder yeah. what Chandler's <laughs> gonna do for the next hole." And I was like, "Keep bringing up his name." I was exactly. like, "I'm all for it." Exactly. That that did, did nothing see? but help him. I know it had to have helped him tremendously on growing oh, yeah. on social media and everything. I made sure to reach out to him, tell him congratulations and everything. And he was just like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dude, was it, like, was, it was crazy. They even had a skins match where, you know, someone throws a forehand up this big, it's a backhand hole. And this guy crushes a, a turnover forehand. Yeah. And I think Matty, was like, man, I thought the, if, if you'd asked me if I was going to throw a forehand on this hole, I'd have said the only person would be Chandler Kramer. And I was like, he's getting recognized for his, for his forehand <laughs> yeah. skill. Like, yep. Now, don't forget, the man's got a mean lefty backhand. I that but. was also talked about. It was yeah. it was like, is this a lefty backhand or is this a righty <laughs> forehand? And they're like, well, he warms up like this. Yeah, he warms <laughs> up this way, and so you're like, okay, there's no this motion. He doesn't ever yeah. go like you that. Know, it's always you know, this. Um, I, who else? Does I had that? to wonder. It's like Chris Clemens also does that too. Really? Yes. Yeah. I had to wonder how many people was watching the coverage and, and saw him walk up and they were like, oh, he's going to throw a backhand this time. <laughs> Lefty backhands. And then he like, throws a forehand and then they're like, oh. <laughs> Listen, Chandler Kramer is the literal definition of never let them know your next move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dyes his hair green so he yep. can go out on tour. He goes, if I dye my hair, uh, is, is that going to be like, okay? And we're like, yeah, like dye it blonde or something. He comes in the next day to work. And it's like green and i was like <laughs> bold okay yeah. he's like yeah bold I'll get, move he's like, i'll get remembered for the green hair don't worry i was like yeah. all right man and it worked I'm all for it. it worked yeah um, for sure all right so go ahead and tell us how it went down all right so <laughs> he said which part <laughs> i was like what are we talking about I don't know if you want to break down the leaderboard. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. Let me um, I know. I know you're you're just like me. You have a thousand windows open. I'm sure one of them is you disc. So I'm sure you could tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. So this is how it broke down on the MPO side. Greg Barsby, 
taken down the dub in a playoff against Jacob. Yeah, I was Jakob. really, really Jakob. hoping Jakob. that is Jacob. Um, most of you see that and you'd say, "Oh, it's it's Jacob, right?" Yeah, no, it's not. Um, but really, I I gotta be honest. I love Greg Barsby, but I was I was rooting so hard for Jacob so much. I wanted him to win so bad, and it was just heartbreaking for me to be like, "Yeah, he's gonna do it. This is gonna be awesome. A Euro is actually gonna win." You know, the first Silver Series in Europe, and then hole three happens. And he just goes out there, he takes a double bogey. Um, Greg took that birdie, and you just felt the tides change a little bit there. He ended up fighting back a little bit towards the end. Unfortunately, he had a chance to close her out on the 18th, Mm -hmm. bogeyed on the 18th, send it to the playoff. We know what happens after that. Um, And then, you know, you had Juna taken down third place. James Conrad taken down fourth place, as we already said. Uh, Chandler was taken down fifth place with Vino Makula and Calvin Heimberg and Kevin Jones all hey, taken down that, that five fifth. fifth place is a, is a pretty top-tier echelon Hubbard right there. Hubbard yeah. Hubbard. Just that's, imagine that's, imagine those four people on a card. I'd love to see it. Could you, yeah. <laughs> like, just give me fifth place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch that. I will watch that card any If you day guys had to choose... Week a medal right so we've got gold silver bronze what would be your fifth place medal are we talking like mm. deal are we talking like so it's gotta not a, it's gotta be two steps below bronze okay right now because... i i think what i think what we do is we actually dethrone the gold silver and bronze <laughs> and move them downwards oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. and then we add platinum, platinum diamond. and then diamonds right Great champ. Champ. Wait, oh, sorry. called no, no, Grandmaster. Okay, we go Star Wars. Yeah. It's the Grandmaster. Uh, tree bark. <laughs> tree bark. Um, <laughs> sorry for the people that just broke their eardrums. Oh, oh my god. Uh, so, yeah, so, so yeah. So then you have you have diamond place, platinum place, and then you've got gold. And now gold is the old bronze. You know, orange mm. is the new black. Whatever. Yeah, oh, whatever they say. Gold is the new bra. Who wants to come in first anymore when you can tie for fifth? Am I right, guys? <laughs> right. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, a big question I, I have is uh, where did Eric Oakley end up? Um, I know we didn't get to that yet. Uh, he... Was it like 13th? 16th. 16th. Yeah, he, he, he struggled a little bit on the second course. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I did see, uh, a lot on live was spitouts, right? Um, yeah, these spitouts are getting talked about a lot lately. <laughs> um, it's it's oh, it's not man. on any one particular basket even. It's just no. It is it the way that people are putting? I, a little bit. So. They so were different style of putts or spitting out. Oh yeah, as as pointed out, they were disc golf park baskets. Yes. Um, and I believe, you know, if people if people were like, "Oh, that's disc catcher for you," or this, that, and the other, and then somebody was like, "Well, that's disc golf park, not you know." Right. And I'm like, well, you know, they look like disc catchers. Yeah. And I I haven't looked into it farther far enough to know if if Innova manufactures the disc golf parks or not. But I can tell you I hate disc catchers, and they are basically disc catchers. The chain spacing is identical, the band is identical, and I can't tell you like how frustrating I find them because you put it a little too hard at the pole, 
and that pole's going to bounce you out. You yeah. hit it too with a little too much hyzer on the high right, it's going to cut through. Um, and then there were some times where people were trying to soft putt, and the chain, the front chains were kicking them out. And it, it, yeah. I, I don't like them. I didn't appreciate them. However, everybody played on the same basket. Yep, and that's unfortunately that's in our sport. No matter what basket it is, the pros are the pros for a reason. So I'll give a little shout out to like Leah Sinaginny, for example. Yes. Leah, we brought her on. I think it was January. She flies out. Her entire bag was mixed. We go, you have to have a Lone Star bag. She goes, okay. Throws everything out. We play one practice round. She whoops my butt by six strokes at my home course. Of course. Okay. <laughs> with discs that she's never thrown. So pros, to me, the best pros in the world can take any disc or any basket, right? And they'll go, okay, I'm spitting out and I'm hitting the pole. I need to put a little softer. Or, okay, I put it a little too soft. I need to put harder. Now, of course... I'm actually a huge Eric Oakley fan. And so anytime that a putt would spit out for him or hit a pole, I was like, my guy, like, <laughs> this yeah. sucks. Like, I hate that yeah. it's happening to you, you know? It really got me when he was like, I don't deserve it. Oh, dude, that, internally, that tore I was me just down. like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. lie. You know what I mean? Like, it, the second time it happened, and he's like, I don't deserve this. And I'm just like, you yes. felt it in his voice. And I'm like, because <sighs> yeah. that was a Man, bad rollaway, too. It was. It, it was really like, because he was like 10 foot and he was just like, here, goes off left, rolls down the hill. And I was just like, I just want to fly out to Sula and give Eric a hug. Like, yeah. it's going to be okay. Like, we're yeah. just... it's going to be, it's <sighs> going to be okay. Yeah, it, it was really hard to watch. It was really exciting to watch him play as well as he did for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a few rounds. And yeah. it definitely hurt to watch that, yeah. you know, that falling apart there. Um, but... You know, it, it is what it is. Again, like we said, you know, everybody played on the same baskets. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say this was like a Coriella situation where he had to no. just literally fall through the basket. It's not that. All right. No. Are these are these baskets the best design in the world? No, but everybody did play on the same basket. And right. it is, you know, as long as we're going to keep having this conversation about standardized baskets, that's all good and great. But part of being a professional is going to be adjusting to the field that you're playing whether that's the lines you have to hit whether that's the wind you have to throw through whether it's the chains on the basket you're throwing into there's going to be variables at every single course and the truth of the matter is is that there could be variables even if we standardize baskets you know 100 percent. we oh, might yeah. find that some of these baskets perform really well when it's warm outside and and then it's cold outside for an event and all of a sudden those chains are too heavy or stiff and they're knocking people out just and chain then, shrinkage, you know? And then, yeah. you, you know, I, what are we going to do? <laughs> I tried to keep a straight face. And I, I looked, you just never know. I looked, down at, I looked down at Josh, and he his eyes squinted. And I was like, ah, I lost it. I was going to try to just go with it. Uh, anger management. I was I was trying uh -huh. to agree with it and continue walking through it, and then I get, and then you laughed, and I, I was done. <laughs> you guys never know when it's going to strike, you yep. know? Yep. Right. Yeah, but he did bring up a good point during one of the breaks. He was joking with Chandler and one of the other players in the card. And he's like, he's like, you guys have it all figured out. Uh, he's like, the United States system is incorrect. 32 degrees. What does that yeah. even mean? He's yeah. like, zero freezing. Perfect. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like boiling 212. What? Like, it does. It, it's <laughs> like, you, our system is flawed. You know, yeah, I, I, like, yeah, hey, I loved he's accurate. Look, he I mean, is his I, own commentator. Yeah. That's true. I mean, our system is flawed and all, but at the same time. I don't know. That, Let like, freedom rain. <laughs> there's a difference between 92 and 93. 
you know, if you can feel that difference. Well, this is why I, I think it's what. funny when they're like, it's a more like, accurate system. Okay, cool. I guess. I don't know. When they're yeah. like, oh, yesterday was 31C. Today was 33. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's good. Is that, is that good? Yeah. yeah I, all right. I know very little about all you any need kind to of know... Celsius except zero. All you need to know about Celsius, if somebody says it's over 30, it's hot. Yep. That's, yep. that's all And we, It's over 9,000! <laughs> we got to see over there while they were playing, um, th- there was people in pants, there was people in long sleeves, there was people in hoodies, yes. and we were sitting there sweating to death here in Tennessee, and uh, oh you were in Illinois, mm-hmm. Illinois, and it was probably just as hot there. And we're getting yep. to watch these these people pee off, and we're like, "Huh, must be nice." <laughs> I literally made a nice. Facebook post about that. I've yeah, seen I was like, that. <laughs> "I was like, dude, it's so." Apparently, another fashion statement. Uh, I thought Eric's outfit was fine because I'm also of the shorts with long underwear variety, right? Mm-hmm. Someone commented on the live stream and said. You Americans will do anything to avoid taking your shorts off. <laughs> Just wear pants. And it's like, well, Look, yeah. I'm wrong. sorry, but shorts have better mobility, okay? 100%. It's, listen, how am I supposed I, to wear my jorts? Exactly. Okay, I, don't, I don't care what anybody says. When I'm playing slow pitch softball and it's 20 degrees outside, I'm still wearing shorts. You know what? I don't care. You be you could walk up to me and be like, are those yoga pants under your shorts? You're damn right they are because right. it's a lot more comfortable than wearing pants. Plus three right. flexibility when I wear my yoga pants to slow pitch softball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Plus three. And you know what? I'm sorry, but also like you run around the bases a couple times. I don't care what temperature it is. You get hot. All right. And I still got to have a little breathability down there. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> my ankles are sweating. Exactly. <laughs> like come on. Uh, all right. So I never thought that I would ever get into a tournament like this and be like, you know, we got to talk about the last place finisher. But we have to talk about the last place finisher. Okay. Because up news for those me. of you for those of you who don't know, the last place finisher on the MPO side was Christoph or Christopher, who played Tormunds in yep. Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I didn't know he finished and last. He finished dead last. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I don't care. And he didn't care either. Um, and for those of you who haven't, I actually haven't watched it yet, but I do know he was a part of the skins match that uh, GK Pro produced. So make sure you go watch it. He's a character. He's definitely a hoot. I haven't watched it yet, but I can already imagine what I'm going to see. Um, and I, I just want to say, I mean, how beautiful was that to have an international guy like that, a European, entering in the MPO field at a Silver Series event? I mean, come on. Like... Yeah. I, I'm just sad we didn't get to see him. Like, I know it would have been like rough to watch him throw a 17 over no, on it coverage, have, but who it cares? Be, I've because it's Kristoff. I've literally watched ourselves in editing videos, so I would be well, fine. I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, like, in, in professional coverage, to watch these guys go out there, shoot 10 downs, and you've got Kristoff shooting a 17 over, that, that would hurt. Well, it's, but yeah. it's still the awareness that it would have brought to the sport to have him on a lead card. Such a missed opportunity. So disappointed in that. But still, even without that, he brought so much awareness to the sport and, and brought a lot of vision um, mm-hmm. and outside eyes that n- normally wouldn't have watched anything like this or even considered almost watching Ravens-like. it. Almost Ravens-like. Ravens eyes. Yeah, it's so. almost like, you know. <laughs> 
Hold the, the door. Only, I mean, what? The only <laughs> thing that I could think of when they brought that up, because I <clears throat> do not kill me, anybody. I'm I'm okay. I will watch it, but I have not watched Game of Thrones. And uh, <laughs> and Ooh, this man. But I have seen the meme of where it's like when it's a silent but deadly fart, and then it's him on the back of the horse, <laughs> 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 and then smiles just. <laughs> so would you guys hear me out? So as as the marketing director for Lone Star Disc. I am proposing an idea to the Disc Golf Pro Tour to try and make them some more money. So initially, we had talked about doing our own Lone Star series and having concerts, right? And then they introduced Corey Wong, very famous. Uh, Wolfpack is an awesome band. Freaking, right. you know, he's a very talented artist. And I go, okay, now it's time to introduce the next idea, which is celebrity lead cards. Yeah. So before the MPO field goes out, or as the MPO field is at the end, you put out your Burt Kreischer and Kristoff's and whoever else and you have them just play a mic'd up round together at the very end to keep your viewers watching. Okay, yep. And tie it straight over and tie it straight over. You yep. should do just it go, you should do it right before, honestly. Do it straight after the FPO. <laughs> Then they're gonna slow everybody down. So yeah. Well, but <laughs> well, what, what do you t what do you mean he's gonna slow everybody down? He was already out there on the course this week. <laughs> yeah, but he was at the Bert end. Crusher? No, he yeah, was actually at the Bert beginning. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was at the beginning because that's oh, the tee right. times. Yeah. So I guess it really wouldn't matter. Uh, I they, mean, they let me just tell give you. a twenty-minute window rather than a ten. Yeah. Well, and the the last two or three cards are already split up by twenty minutes, as it were, to begin with. So, yeah. I mean, and those are the cards that you really, you know. And but I don't know. The, the The one thing is, as beautiful as these courses were, there were definitely some backups out there. You know, they, uh, this was yeah. a tough course, mm -hmm. uh, both of them, to be honest. The OB I mean, was kind of. I was surprised because um, I the one of the things that I had always heard about like European disc golf was not like natural ob's is just like that's what they go with natural ob you might have one side that's you know but the more you watch of these european courses that end up on the tour there's a lot of artificial ob on these courses it was wild. which is like, always really watching, funny yeah you're like oh so chandler it was like what's he gonna do here and he like the first hole he smushes it like 200 feet past the basket absolutely smokes yeah. it. I was like, that's right that's a, look how big this guy's arm is, yeah. and then like it's like this guy's huge. To, yeah, and then you get to the He's later huge. holes, and a, an area that I would assume would have been fair game, right? The tree line, I think it was, uh, it was one of the later holes, like ten or twelve or something like that. There's a tree line that separates the basket, and you're like, well, if guys want to get and go through there, like that is hard enough as it is. You're gonna hit a tree, you're gonna kick, you're gonna take a stroke, but yeah. to go through there and it be ob. I was like, I'm not the one who set up, obviously, the course, because I don't live there and I'm not a tournament director, but that, to me, was like, okay, like, how much is too much? <laughs> like, DDO, when you're like, okay, OB is everywhere. Just, yeah. everywhere. here's 16 island holes. Yeah. What are you, what are you, you going to do in Kansas, though? I'm sorry, but, like... What you, there's tons of topography there. Oh, yeah. Ten, yeah, when yeah. the biggest hill is 10 feet tall, yeah, you got a lot to work with. <laughs> hey, 10 feet to some... Is more than to others. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not ten feet tall. So I mean, right? I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not natively from Tennessee. Uh, so whenever you know, Ethan, when we get together and we play, or we're driving around somewhere, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's something or other mountain," and I'm like, "Bro, that's barely a hill." Well, no, 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 no. I said we don't really have mountains. We have knobs. 
<laughs> it's, he so, he did admit admit that the most most recently, but but earlier. He's like, yeah, that's a mountain, and I'm like, bro, that's a hill. What are you talking about, like, man? I live right <laughs> beside the Spanish Needle Knob. You know, it's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's there's gonna be so many people listening to this. Like, what Spanish Needle terrible? Knob? What the heck is that? That sounds. <laughs> that's is that an innuendo? That has um, to be right. <laughs> it is sorry. now. But speaking of mountains, Sula was a very very beautiful. Oh beautiful my gosh. Place. Like Norway in general. Yeah. Just I literally booked a trip to Colorado. The on the T box shot when they pan over and it's mountains in the water and I was like, all right, I'm going to yeah, Colorado. Right. That's it. <laughs> I'll be back. Maybe. I'm gone. That's all right. Well, if you, I mean if you haven't, go check out uh Casey White on his YouTube channel. He does uh, something out at this place called Zephyr Cove mm-hmm. in uh, Nevada. That's in the Sierras, it's in Lake Tahoe. And you can you could just go ahead and watch that video, and you'll be like, all right, I'm going to go gamble in Reno and take a couple of detours to play some disc golf in Tahoe. It's on Zephyr Cove. The reason he yeah. says that is because that's, that's, that's home that's, for him. That's my home. Like, that's one of, that was one of my home courses. And I, it's really funny because you get out, outside of your home courses, and a lot of us don't realize how blessed we are with the courses that we have uh, until yeah. we leave. Like, I never realized when I first started playing disc golf and I was playing these beautiful courses that we have like turtle rock, which unfortunately burned down last year in a fire was really disappointing. It's never going to reopen. I'm so sad about it. That was ranked for like five years running in the top 50 on you disc. And wow. you know, Zephyr Cove is still in the top 100. There's a couple other courses out in that area in Lake Tahoe area that are up near the, the top 100. And you know, if you guys live near a top 100 course, do not take it for granted because there is a reason it's in the top 100. You don't mm-hmm. get there without having a reason. Don't take your courses for granted because there are some bad courses out there, man. Every <laughs> there now and is. again, you just get to a course and you're like, man, I never realized how good I had it. But every course is, it can still be fun as long as you're throwing it to the basket. It, it can I, be. I didn't say anything about them not being fun. fun. I just said it's they just weren't great. Yeah. I've also Look, put I, some courses where it's so overgrown, you're like, have to bring your machete to yeah. half your way to get your disc back. So, nope. Or like the, that. There, there, there was a rundown course here, um, and the baskets didn't have a top. It was just a pole in the basket. Oh, old school. Yeah. Yeah. And did it, wait, did they have like the, the metal like gong at the top? No. No, those are no, cool. like they were just those? robbed. <laughs> Like, <laughs> like it was, we need those uh, chains for our it was, it, was, it was they literally took the basket like, off of the, exactly oh, okay. they took okay. the chain well, top well, off and was like nice. scrap metal i thought you meant like old school i don't know if you've ever seen like the old school gong yeah, style like the, the to- what are they total it's literally old, it's, it's like a p it's old, a pvc pipe that you put a, a metal like tube a big metal tube mm-hmm. like this big round um and you throw at it and they, they call them gongs because when you hit them that's how you hole out and then they literally go boom. <laughs> no joke. I just that might, that might not even make a sound. That's, no, 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 that'll still make a sound. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to give you a fair example of like those those types of courses, one of my favorite courses to play, easily one of the worst courses I've ever played in my entire life, and it was only thirty minutes from Zephyr Cove. All right. You literally you go down the hill into the Carson City area of northern Nevada and it's just sagebrush. I'm sorry. Sagebrush as sale, far. A night sale too is the only thing that comes in my head. Jackie Chan. Oh, Carson City. Carson <laughs> <laughs> City. Yeah. Carson City. Trying to get to Carson City. 
that's okay. I mean, most people think of Carson City and Reno, and they just think of like old mafia movies and stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think there was there was a, a really good movie actually that was filmed with what was her name Dakota Fanning or something. That that yeah, movie was yeah, on maybe. Netflix for it was sure. actually a really good movie, but it was kind of weird. It was just I don't know. There's a what? what was My that movie, movie knowledge is. Like there's a there's another movie here. and I can't remember who it was but it was filmed it was filmed at a place called the Calneva in Lake Tahoe which mm. is literally the state line um so half of the, the like if you go to the pool there's literally a line across the pool and one line is Nevada and one line is California like you can literally stand in two states in a pool at your hotel it's all I've ever wanted that's yeah. all I've ever wanted <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted Nico it's, um, yeah. but but yeah so like I, like that was one of my favorite courses to play but literally there's no obstacles you, you're literally throwing the, the worst thing that you have to deal with is searching for your disc for a half an hour because it got stuck underneath the sagebrush mm-hmm. like no thanks it's a great yeah, time I, I'll, I'll pass that, 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 that kind of goes against the fun thing that, that I was you yeah know, but the, you know the cool thing about a course like that is you can literally throw any shot you want you can do whatever you want because there's nothing at least in the way. once and and the other thing is is like in that sagebrush too like i don't know if anybody's ever played disc golf in a sagebrush built course but you have to know where your disc is going because if you don't you will never find it again that's don't throw light either you can throw well, i usually you throw and i close my eyes so that would be a terrible course for me yeah well, good luck <laughs> <laughs> don't worry zephyr cove is like that too but it's it's much prettier than just that sagebrush. sounds like a great video <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a great play blindfolded yeah you to, oh my gosh put a blindfold on or just rip it right yep and yes. just figure out where it's gonna land because you would have to know your disc you right? would have to and yeah. and you would still have to execute you know what i mean and, so then, like you, and there's a chance yeah and then you also have to remember that uh it's still five thousand feet there so if you're not from elevation you need to know your disc, but none of your discs fly how you need them to. No, I'm done past the Nevada thing. I, I'm like already thinking like here. All right, we we just need some blindfolds, uh, and a course. We're gonna have to see how good your amateur. Yeah, right, he's, right, is yeah. first. No, he's gonna, we can... he's, yeah. he's gonna sit there and he's the gonna way, name a good, course. By the way, just so uh, everybody knows, he's gonna name. That. Yeah, he's gonna name a course, and I'm gonna be like, you realize that on the best of days of the best of your throws, you're not making that gap and you're not finding your disc. If you hit that first tree and he's going to be like, that's the course we're playing. And I'm going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the content. For the Do it content. for the content. <laughs> yes. Do it for the TikTok. Uh, If you want to go ahead and hit on FPO. Um, yeah. FPO. Was not competitive, and then it was competitive. It was very interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, so you had Anakin Steen taken down first place, uh, Rachel Turton taken down second place, and then Katarina Stallison taken down third place. Um, their scores were 24, 26, and 43 over, respectively. So you could see that there was kind of like there's a little bit of a gap. Yeah. Uh, and Rachel really worked her way back from that gap, honestly. The third day. She had to put in some work. She was like eight or ten strokes behind, and she had to get herself into contention. And she did a great job doing that. She got a little bit of help out of Anakin in the, uh, on the final round as well. Quite a few doubles, uh, or just quite a few bogeys in general. Um, but unfortunately, we didn't get to see a whole lot of coverage. So, you know, what I can tell you is what the leaderboard tells us, and some of the videos that we've seen, like 
top five FPO throws at, at Sula. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's just not much else that I can tell you. Uh, without any names, as many of you know, a lot of people were questioning, well, there were no, like, States girls or even the big European women. Nobody really played. Well, you know, first of all, Tatar battling injury obviously was going to skip out on that no matter what. So we knew she wasn't going to be there. All of the other women that you really kind of consider, you know, from the U.S. side, the turnaround was way too quick for them. Um, I mean, I'm impressed, like thoroughly impressed that James Conrad did what he did at this event, considering he left Idlewild, flew there, and basically played everything blind. He he literally did not play the course, either of the courses beforehand. Um, so outstanding performance by him. But a, a lot of the women, you have to think that they went three tournaments back to back to back including USWDGC, which was not even on the MPO schedule, obviously. Um, so, you know, would we have liked to see maybe a few more women out there? Yeah, sure. But um, don't forget. Leah, did she did she make it out? She didn't. No, that's a far trip. So Chandler yeah. reached out to us and was like, hey, like, it's, it's – airfare's not cheap. Let me no. tell you, man. Airfare's no, not cheap, and so – to fly it's, out there was a lot, and to be honest, I had the same question y'all did. I was like, I don't know why a, a lot more FPO players didn't go. Like, it would have been competitive. The European Open is this weekend, yes. so I'm sure they wanted to fly out and go get used to that course first. Yeah. Um, the yeah, ones that are coming out here, obviously, we've we've got Master Worlds happening. Holly Finley, Owen Scoggins, you know, a lot of these girls, yes. Jennifer Allen, are want to compete there because they can they yeah. can compete and win. And that was that was a close race too. Oh yeah. Yeah, really so, was. and I mean, three weeks back to back to back to fly out to Sula and not have any time to practice and then go to the European Championship. Yeah. That's a heavy, heavy schedule. When you, if you take out the fact that they have to fly halfway across the world to do this and just say they went three weeks back to back to back and now they have a silver series the next weekend and then a major. And let's even say that was in the United States. There's still probably most of the women are skipping out on that silver series. 100%. Almost guaranteed. Yeah, it's a lot, man. I mean, I've just being five weeks on the road myself between C tiers, A tiers, you know, majors, whatever. Um, it feels good to be home, <laughs> even I though imagine. I was home during the weekdays. Yeah, going out on the road. Um, you know, again, shout out to the competitors at, at Junior and Master Worlds. I don't know if we were going to touch on that at all, but Absolutely. we are. That is a that's the next okay. topic, actually. Then I will segue into that. All what right. a freaking holy cow, man! We were there for for. Uh, the beginning, and then we took off right towards the end just because we had to get back. There was a, a, a couple meetings that I had on Sunday that I had to get to in person here. Um, but, dude, uh, being able to see all the players, I was able to help out with the Disc Golf Hall of Fame. Shout out Andy Lehman Young um, for inviting me to help out with that, their audio and video. But being able to see all those people that came before us, right, that kind of paved the yeah. way for us where it's like these guys were literally throwing at poles or gongs, right? And we're sitting yeah. here going – these dang baskets at these silver series suck. And you're like, they're throwing it up a street light. To be able to, <laughs> they're, you know, they're, like, they put no. tape around a tree and called that the basket. You just right. hit the tree trunk. You're like, we sound so spoiled whenever they were like, yeah, I remember when we used to just take, yeah, just pink ribbon. And that was the tree. That was the basket. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. Probably easier to score though. Yeah. Not to be honest. All right. So first thing I want to point out at the uh, masters world championships this year, is the one with the least amount of weight, but the one that might be a little more exciting for us here in Tennessee, the MP40 doubles champions 
were Dave Feldberg and Chris Oric. For anybody who is here on the Knoxville side of the state like I am, more affectionately known as KO. Um, super exciting for him to go out and, and take down that Devils Championship with, with David Feldberg. It's really awesome to see the state of Tennessee basically shining out there. Yo, um, even if it wasn't the big Tennessee. one, it's still still really cool. Um, so congrats to KO. Uh, really excited to see you go out there and win. Um, the rest of your Devils champions, uh, FP40, Sarah Hogan, uh, Jennifer Allen, MP50, Jonathan Baldwin, and Barry Schultz. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, <laughs> MP55, you had uh, Mark Shuttle and Robin Billing, Billig, excuse me, and MP65, Randy Beers, and David Greenwall. So congrats to all of you. Um, into the Wait. other. Wait, do MP50 again? MP50 was Jonathan Baldwin and Barry Schultz. Say, say, I thought say that Johnny McRae. He won singles. This is the doubles, oh, man. Yeah, okay. Jen Allen. So I, I was got to talk. You think I'm? You think I'm saying two names for every winner <laughs> of every division? Thinking. Come on, I'm get like, it together, I'm first, man. I'm literally, where like, are you? Not here, evidently. I'm like, <laughs> you're in another you universe. Talk? I was so, I was so locked in to talk about it. Okay, just yeah, continue I'm, on. Now yeah, that I've, well, now that I've spoiled everything, God. <laughs> I got to talk with Jen Allen uh, on that doubles event. We mm-hmm. talked for like an hour and a half after the Disc Golf Hall of Fame. She had so much freaking fun playing with Sarah and just the banter they had back and forth. She was filling oh, us yeah. in. And, uh, dude, shout out to her and Sarah for just having a good time. I mean, most fun wins typically, right? That's what yes. they say. But they truly yeah. went out there, competed, won, and had the most fun doing it. That's why Big German Page always do so well in doubles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, most fun wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, all right. So checking back onto segment. your professionals um uh, in the actual world champions singles, you know, the real event, the big dogs here. Big dogs? FP forty. Own Scoggins. Yes. Dude. Took it in a landslide, my guy. She could not miss a single putt. We were right behind the practice basket. Nope. And I'm just watching Own. And she's just, just bang, 60, 70, 80. And I'm like. Are we ready to say that she's the best putter on tour? Like, She FPO? has to be, dude. Uh, she is so consistent. She's I mean, so good. It, well, I mean, we can't, we can't say FPO because she's. <laughs> I'm sorry. This was that because this was the FP40 event. Uh, I'm I'm saying it's email FPO. professional exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, but I would but it was not say... O. It's the four. It's four O. I'm sorry. No, but it, honestly, you know, she's she's probably not the best circle two putter. Although she is still deadly from that range. But circle one. I'm with you, Josh. It's not even. Bro, close. I put money. I if own if you put me in a room with own Scoggins versus anybody, name it anybody. I'm putting a fat. Bill, I'm slamming. I'm taking my credit card and I'm banging my credit card on the counter. <laughs> Give me uh, all you know the what? money on own. You're right. I take it back. I'll eat my words on this one. Um, she's been ex, but she. I know she was not the best circle two putter last year, which was where my mind was. But she's doing. She's leading. She's leading the field yeah, by seven percent really make rate right year. now. She, she yeah. won my heart over with the uh, Leopard Three commercial she did for LBC. She's like yes. Leopard Three. It's beautiful. It flies great. What more do you need? What more like, do you need? I was like, this is fantastic. I was like, dude, I I just like loved watching Waco. They're like, what's in your bag? DX Destroyer, DX, DX, DX. And 
I know a lot of you are going to make fun of me for throwing these DX, but, and I'm just like, you do you, man. Whatever feels great. Yep. I don't, if I anybody's making DX. fun of you for that, you just need to. A lot of the, out of a lot of the older professionals really cling to DX. Like, what are you trying to say? You know, it's just kind of one of those things where they find comfort in that. I feel mm-hmm. like because where they started so young with that, that was what got so comfortable to them. Mm-hmm. That now yeah. that they've perfected their form and their throw, they're probably doing stuff with DX that we can't even fathom. Well, you it's the beat-in I mean? process too for it a lot is. of these guys. It's a champ, a champ destroyer, or a you know uh, whatever. The uh, oh my god, Halo, okay. a Halo destroyer yep. is like way too much, and you're like, okay, like I don't really need that much. I would rather beat something in where I know what it's going to fly like. Mm-hmm. Um, our, yeah. our pros are the same way. They would rather take twenty discs and figure out which of those 20 are going to make their bag based on what they need the flight to be. Yes. And I feel like DX, um, now, there's a bad side of it where it beats in too much. Yeah, yeah. It's and, it's a different plastic yeah. than what it was then. 100%. I mean, even still, to be fair, though, like, if you're running all DX, I, one of the things I will say about DX is I find the molds on DX still tend to be more consistent than Star or Champion. So I will get that. If it, uh, if it beats... I if know it beats it sure in quicker, champion. If it well, yeah, but if it beats in, if it beats in quicker, who cares? Because if you can go to any store and buy a new one for ten bucks, yeah. whatever. I if mean, it's more consistent, it. you can throw it out of the box and still know what it's going to do. Versus champion plastic, where you get three of them and they were all from the same run yeah. and they all fly differently. Throw yeah. DX. Yeah, I'd rather do replace that than I, than not know what my my star. There are so play. many amendments to choose from, guys. And yeah. the one that I would choose is the fifth in this one. Because I know a manufacturer that's pretty good about no matter what the plastic. New Lima plastic live on Lone Star Disc site. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just flies the so, same. Doesn't matter what plastic. So doesn't we'll matter. we'll get into that on on the round a little bit. You'll see. Some, oh, okay. You'll see some of this. Um, but I I do have to uh go ahead and sprinkle in a little bit of um of a little bit at least he has something to say but i don't know what he's gonna say yeah i'm waiting for the sprinkling i was was sprinkling um there's gonna be sprinkles on this cupcake and now i'm just eating the frosting there it goes all right uh for some reason my phone completely froze and i was not ready to try to recite an ad read <laughs> without my phone, okay? I was not ready to ad lib. I just need to ad read. Um, but speaking of Lone Star, we're going to go ahead and do our first ad read for Lone Star, and then we will continue on since we're talking about them. Um, but first one. So this podcast is brought to you by Lone Star Disc. Lone Star Disc is a family-owned and operated disc golf manufacturer located in Conroe, Texas. They pride themselves on being the only disc golf manufacturer that currently produces, stamps, and ships its own product directly from Texas. Their main focus is to provide consistent and high-quality discs to golfers all over the world. Mic drop. That was really good. I messed up the provide. Uh, I mean, yes, actually, yeah. yes, I do. <laughs> I was literally. I would, yes, I would like yes. a lot. Yes, please. <laughs> so y'all, y'all take that one. Don't worry, this is coming in y'all's ears. Oh, that sounds. 
This is going to be said many much more <laughs> You should have just run with it. It sounds worse now that you paused. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have. Uh, my apologies. But yeah, this 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 will be said many, 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 many more times. So yeah, take yeah. take it for what it is. Uh, so back to FP forty. <laughs> uh, um, uh, thank you, Lone Star, for sponsoring this episode and hey, you many, guys many episodes. Are so after welcome. This. We're just excited to work with y'all. Right? We always have a lot of fun whenever we come on. So, so Owen Scoggins took that down. Uh, uh, Twenty two down for the weekend. Um, Jennifer Allen, eight down. Uh, Stephanie Vincent with a seven down coming out of Austin, Texas. And Dude. Holly Finley with a three down. Those were your one, two, three, fours on FP40. I'm going to brag on Stephanie real quick. She is a freaking competitor, dude. Uh, she started off on the same card as uh, our FP40 player, Meredith. And uh, Meredith, again, shout out to her. Meredith's a freaking rock star. She's our team liaison. She holds it down for me when I cannot. Um, she helps me out with a ton <laughs> of projects. And so being able to sit there and talk with Stephanie about how around went, and she just kept a level head. She's like, yep, yeah, just got to stay consistent out here. You know, I'll make it, whatever. And so she made it on the lead card, I believe, for that final round and uh, killed it. Absolutely. She did a great job. Uh, yeah, do we know? Do we know where any of this coverage is going to be? I know Ace Run Productions is doing some. Yes. Um, Ace, I, was there Ace anybody Run, else out there doing anything? I didn't see a Man, single that's soul. that's so unfortunate. This is the hard part for us. So we believe, we believe so much in uh, every aspect of the game. Obviously, yes. we, we make plastic for everybody. But... Uh, the female and junior side of things. And Andy would call it the, I can't remember what Andy calls it, but essentially the masters and juniors in general are the two most important divisions because the masters teach us how the game was played so we can exactly. make it go forward. And the juniors are playing the game and paying it forward. Yes. So the yes. fact that Ace for Productions, awesome guys, they stopped by the booth. Shout out to you guys for doing the coverage. But I would have loved to have seen a Jomez or a, you know, more, more than just Ace Run, right? It, it, yeah. And again, that's not a dig against Ace Run. It could have been a gatekeeper or just a Jomez, uh, whatever. But this is huge. Like yeah, somebody it, cover the juniors, somebody cover the masters. Of course, it's massive. So um, I don't know. And we, again, we should have been there. <laughs> we should have. Well, I, I mean, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is uh, for manufacturers like us, just to give you an insight. Junior Worlds is a free ticket for us to go, hey, the new MJ18 champion, you know, what's yeah. he look like? Can I be on the ground? And so to not have coverage um, doesn't really help anybody. It helped, no. it, like, us being there, it was kind of unfortunate. So it was us and uh, another manufacturer. I didn't see any other manufacturers that were present. And I'm just going, dude, like. Why? Well, and what? it's, it's a it's a free, like, you know, put it, let's put it a different way. Is clinic. that. If you talk, it if is. you talk about you talk about baseball, for example, mm -hmm. scouts in baseball don't go to high school games. They no. don't. You know where they go? They go big tournaments because they can see hundreds of players at any given weekend, and they can see all of these players in the matter of three days. And 100%. then they pick they pick the players that they're looking at, and that's when they start traveling to high schools. They make it known that they are interested, and then they go and actually follow these players around to mm -hmm. other levels of the sport or whatever it is. But the fact that people aren't out there scouting the youngest talent in the game right now, that's what, that's so that's like weird my dream job surprising. to be a talent scout. Like you're I, hired. I, <laughs> I, all right. He's like, no I'm, with it. He's like, no, I, no, I'm no, not no, even no. letting you take it back. So no taxis, backsies. 
I am officially uh, hired by Lone Star Disc as a talent scout. Go ahead and send me a resume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At TN2's Ethan. I'll send you some of this new Lima plastic. You're going to need it to see uh, how the juniors are throwing. Uh, exactly. That's even better. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, juniors. They're just scuffed a little bit from travel. <laughs> yeah, they're just <laughs> gently used. I don't no, know I mean, what happened, but a sandstorm broke out in my trunk. So and weird. It's just yeah. what it is. No, I can't wait well, to get my hands on some of this. Uh, uh, yeah. This stuff? Dude, it's like I I feel like I'm turning into an old man. Like I'm not even in my 30s yet, right? And I'm sitting here and I'm like, I'm like a 154 curl. It's I'm like, gonna I'm throw gonna this, throw this so far. Mountains. Yeah, yeah like, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I threw a I threw a, a so forehand has never been like my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but I've recently been working on it a lot, and it's getting to the point where it's I'm kind of doing both really well. I was able to forehand a 134 or a 143 Victor um, or a, a Lima Midi, and I just smushed it, dude. I mean, I threw that thing like 380 feet, like absolute crush with a mid-range, and I was like, Lima Plastics, the greatest plastic of all time. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not going back. I love it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, right. as nobody really knows except y'all two, um, I went ahead and added some more Lone Star to my bag. Uh, oh. Yeah, so I was going to go with the Penny Putter, mm -hmm. but it was so popular that it almost drove me away from it. Really? Um, yeah, because... Yeah, we're, we're very, like, non-fad oh, are... type. We're anti-fad people. So, like, and everybody in the disc golf shop... Now, this is something that was really, really cool. Um, so we were in the disc golf store, and uh, everybody in that store was huddled around the Lone Star section. Mm. And there was seven people digging through Lone Star section. Everybody, every single other manufacturer that had discs, no one was even touching. And I'm just like, I'm just going to wait in line, I guess. You know? <laughs> and... <laughs> And there was some people that pulled out some walkers, uh, some rangers, Texas rangers, and there was a lot of people that were eyeing the penny putters. Mm -hmm. Well, there was probably like 13 penny putters in there. By the time I got up there, there was two. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay, they're really good. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. So I, so I just flipped the tab and like, jackrabbit. Huh. Let me see this. Okay. It's got a little micro bead. I like this. Uh, okay, it's like mine. So, mm -hmm. and, and then I got the V2 plastic. So yep. I'm like, it's a little bit softer. It feels nice. I'm going to try it. So that is my main putter now. Um, did a whole round with it. Shot my best round ever. Um, hey, there you go. Out at, out at Seven Oaks. Um, he says that every time he switches to a new putter. So take it with a grain of salt. He's like, new putter. Maybe I just continuously get better every time I swap. I have a friend of mine that's local, and uh, she switches her putter so often, and she's finally stuck with one putter after mm -hmm. months of being like, you just need to stick with one. She's like, but I putt better with these, right? So she's stuck with one, and she's all of a sudden become, like, super consistent. She's, like, dialing it in, just laser straight the best. I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's like you finally, like, found something and stuck with it. I, again, a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. A little known secret. It's not the disc. It's you. And yes. if you are more consistent using the same stuff, you will get better. That's how that works. 
but when your listen, putter listen, can look listen, back listen. at you and make an expression, it's probably time. <laughs> yeah. So well, I had uh, I had yeah. two listen, of them. One of them was a smiley. One of them was a frowny. Um, it it just it just happened over time. I enjoyed mm-hmm. those putters. I'm not gonna lie, but I liked to be different. You oh, know. Yeah. So, but now with the jackrabbit, I. I, it took me a little bit because that thing's overstable. Bro, um, Leah and Jenny crushes circle two putts with those, and I was like, "Hey, I figured more power to you, girl." Like, well, it's helped me because I used to be kind of a nervous, not committed putter as mm-hmm. much. Commitment with, issues, huh? With the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the jackrabbit, it forces me. Uh, it does forces me into putting where I want, and it really showed being more confident and it's forcing you to be more confident so mm-hmm. it's kind of a win-win um oh yeah but yeah so what was well i your just highlight? i just want to say okay before before we get oh, too ahead. much farther what i what i want to say is later later tonight for for those of you you know listening is is we are going to be unveiling and uh, you know our first videoed round and it was exclusively uh lone star discs and when you had mentioned that it's not the discs it's the thrower i just i just want you to hold that same energy when you watch this video okay, okay. I, just, I, I just want you i just i just i'm just gonna throw that out there hold that energy when you watch this video okay just yeah. just you know there there's some there's some good stuff there's some bad stuff too but there's we'll good bring stuff some out and do a, we'll do a clinic whenever we come visit y'all that <laughs> yes. sounds like what you need exactly yeah. Our, yeah. one of our That's pros exactly tanner he'll just tell you just throw in the basket He's yeah. like a natural talent, so he's like, I don't know what you're just, doing wrong. Just throw it in the basket. It's here. Just throw, hey, it, throw it. Just throw it at the you basket. Just, you just it's let easy. us know. We will make some content. We we will do it. Anything that you, I will look like a buffoon for some content. I don't care. A so, buffoon? Yeah. Red button all. So, um, <laughs> the the thing that I was going to ask was, uh, what was your highlight of your whole little round trip to Worlds? Oh, dude. I mean, honestly, being able... So we always say this whenever we go out. So selling plastic is never a priority for us. Right. Um, I, was at, I was asked by one of our team members, you know, hey, he's, do, he's going to school and he asked me to help him out with this documentary. And he said, hey, uh, here's five questions, hard questions I need you to answer about the company. And question number five is, um, what is the biggest thing that Lone Star needs right now? And I was like, literally just getting our name out there. The plastic is amazing. We have more machines than MVP had in 2020, right? Yep. Um, yep. And we have the team, right? Our team is so supportive. We support our team back. Uh, our tent, we brought two 20 by 10s with a 10 by 10 for each of them. The 10 by 10 was literally just a hospitality tent. So whenever our players were done playing, they would come hang out. Here's some fresh water for you guys. It's been sitting in the cooler. You know, here's a chair. Tell us about your round. Um, for me, I love fellowship like that. Being yes. able to hang out with your team, talk with them. Um, I think, honestly, between having the team there and then doing the fly marts, fly marts in and of themselves sell 600 times more plastic than actually being at the event. But you get to connect with people on such a different scale. Because while we're there with the players, right, nobody's really there at, at MPO and FPO, mm-hmm. everybody's there to meet the players. And right. so people come and they'll buy plastic. At the Fly Marts, people are coming to meet you. I, I signed like two or three discs. Uh, we had another guy come up. He's like, 
you're Josh. You're the guys from the video. I was like, our videos have like less than 3,000 likes on them. So, <laughs> like, But thank you for being not, one of them. Yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. Yep. You know, and so um, it's just an entirely di different atmosphere being able to go and hang out and meet fans of your product or fans of you. And then also having the support of your team. You can't beat it, man. It's, a, it's such a fulfilling feeling. Now, right. did I get to meet some awesome, you know, FPO, MPO, you know, players? Yes. Uh, being able to do, like I said, the Disc Golf Hall of Fame, amazing. Getting to hear the stories of the people that are now, you know, in their 80s that are now being honored because, you know, there's one guy, Peter Shive, um, who unfortunately right now is wheelchair bound. But he's like, yeah, like I picked up the sport like my late 40s or 50s. I was a professor and I was playing with my students. And all of a sudden, I just came really good at it. And the only thing that really drove me was like, I got to beat everybody now. And right. so he did. He went out there and he just he just won. And he goes, I wish I would have played sooner, but I'm still thankful for the opportunity that I had even entering at such an old age. So That's so uh, awesome. I that love is, it, man. That's awesome. And that's, that's my favorite thing about disc golf as well is just like community vibes. 100%. It's unreal. Like. Yeah, it's euphoric. Everybody, everybody just wants you to do good. You know what I mean? Like it's yes, it, it, it it's like one of the very rare occasions where you can go out somewhere and be competitive and still be cheered on by a competitor. Absolutely, and still want them to lose, or still want you know what I mean? <laughs> like it, <laughs> it, 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 you never want to go out to a match and be like, "Hey, I want you to lose today." Right? right, but you kind of put on a fake face for a lot of different sports. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? And disc golf, yeah. it's it's not like that. Like they for truly example, want to yeah. beat you at your best. Mm -hmm. Eric Oakley, so when cool. I was watching those spitouts, Eric yeah. Oakley versus Chandler Kramer, I'm watching those spitouts and I'm going, it's probably stepping away. Yep. I'm watching him spit out and I'm going, dude, I'm a Chandler Kramer fan because he's my friend and he's sponsored by our team. I'm also an Eric Oakley fan because I've loved watching Eric's content. Uh, you know, I watched the morning coffee with the Oakleys. He did streaming just like us for a little bit. And so like, I'm watching the spit outs and it's like a mix of emotions. Cause like yeah. literally 50% of my body's like, all right, that's a stroke that Chandler can get. He's going to fight yeah, back. And then exactly. like two seconds later, I'm like, oh, Eric, man, like, let's go. Come on, bring it back, Eric. All right, let's go. Like yeah. you just want everybody to do so good. And so you're right. I think that's the thing that's gravitated me so much towards this sport versus other sports or things that I've done is mm -hmm. the true camaraderie where it's like, yeah, you know, you beat me by a stroke and, you know, good job, dude. But you're like, hey, but I had some pretty great shots out there and you had some great shots out there. Like, we just had fun. So um, I've never seen it in any entity sport. I come from the racing world. None of those guys, when they get beaten in a race, are like, good job, chap. Yep. See you at the next one. Like, nobody's, nobody's cheering on their, you know, enemies, right? Exactly. It's the um, wildest thing. And while Daniel is stepping away for just a minute, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go into our second ad read. Um, this ad is brought to you by Diskin Disciples. Uh, talking about community, um, this is one of our local communities in Tennessee. Uh, they have reached out uh, further than that. Um, but definitely check their schedule out on UDISC. Uh, they play PDGA sanction rounds on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Saturdays. Um, but it's free to play if you just want to come out, hang with them, uh, have some fellowship, just have good community times. Uh, you can grab a sanctioned league round pass or check out their gear at store.discandisciples.org. They also put on several tournaments throughout the year to help fundraise for various causes, both in the disc golf community and beyond. So, 
please let me know if you would like a way to get in touch with them. Um, I will put their links in the description and definitely go check them out and thank Diskin Disciples for being a another sponsor of this podcast. And we also have Daniel back. Welcome back, buddy. I had to disappear there for a second. Sorry, guys. Oh, you're good. <laughs> it, Figured you guys would be. So, well is it just me or did he uh, change shirts? Yeah, that is weird. I said, oh, there it is. Same shirt. <laughs> I, you know, it's. Hmm. How did I not notice it was red? But it. Are when, you serious? <laughs> yeah. When it came back, like I, I was, I was like black, 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 and then it just really popped up on like the the stream <laughs> side on like red. And I'm like, okay, wow. I got you. You're there. Listen, your attention to detail knows no bounds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really well done, honestly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So what else we got before we go into the uh, uh, Lone Star Disc Only Challenge video? Well, uh, we still got about an hour's worth of coverage we still need to talk about here so we haven't even finished uh with with masters and we haven't even started juniors so we'll kind of go hopefully a yep, little bit you. quicker <laughs> um coverage mp40 uh joe revere taking down the win on mp40 with a three down martin hendel uh taking down second place with a two down michael johansson taking down the third place with an even MJ. um MJ out there doing some stuff. And then uh, rounding this out with a fourth place was uh, Justin Bunnell. From Tennessee. Um, That's a local boy. Smyrna, Tennessee. So one more congratulations out there to the Tennessee boys. Well done. Well done. I don't Um, know you personally, Justin, but would like to. Yeah, you know, yeah. Hopefully we can get you on the show. Talk to you a little bit. Who knows? Yep. MP50. As has always already been spoiled, beautifully enough, Johnny McRae takes it down with a 16 down. Really, really good stuff out there. Uh, Ron Converse taking second place with a 14 down. Barry Schultz taking also a tied for second with 14 down. Patrick Brown taking down the fourth place, just missing that podium finish with a 12 down. So congrats to you out there. Uh, FP50, your top three were uh, Nova Polito. Des Redding and Tamara Coburn. Um, Tamara was a little bit out of it. Des Redding had a chance to really to push for a win. Um, basically, Damn. she could have just you know picked up a couple of strokes somewhere. She'd have been there, but it finished with Nova at uh, twelve over and Des Redding at fourteen over. So Des was Des was destroying her like the first couple rounds from what, yeah. what she was telling me. She was doing really yeah. hot, really well. So yeah. shout out to Des. Um, we'll go a little bit quicker for the next couple here. Um, FP55, Susan Stevens took down the uh, win. Uh, looks like, I believe, she had to do it in a playoff with Sandy Gast, who both of them finished at 17 over. Um, MP55 taking down the win was Mike Fortin. Also had to go to a playoff, looked like, with Andy Ritter um, from Kentucky. So just uh, friendly neighbors to the north. Yes. MP60 got taken down by Tim Keith. Well done. Uh, FP60 taken down by Pam Renneke. Um, and then the MP70 was taken down by Johnny Seas, West Virginia out there. 
MP65 taken down by Jay uh, Gobrich. And then MP75, MP80 were won by Rick Hahn and Pete May, respectively. Welcome Pete uh, May to the Hall of Fame. He yes, just got inducted. I, I just seen uh, his intro video and his win <laughs> video uh, out there in his yellow pants. Yellow pants and the black cowboy hat, man. I told him, I said, listen, if somebody buys me a cowboy hat with Lone Star Disc on it, I'll wear it every video. Every video. I will literally every... Hey, guys, Josh Elster here. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do the whole thing. If somebody buys... Shout out. If anybody buys me a cowboy hat with Lone Star Disc logo, boom. Don't instant. worry. I might know I'm sure a guy. we can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we can oh. make that happen. Now Even I'm though worried. you're in Texas, you would think it would be easier. But, you know, Tennessee's got you. Yeah. Don't worry. Hey, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I've got... I've got some friends from Wyoming that could help you too. You know the Cowboy State, so uh, well, really okay. bringing it out. Bringing <laughs> we'll it take out. the Dallas Cowboys and put them out there because we don't want them. Yeah, so, see, oh, I, you heard it here first. I didn't yeah. say it. <laughs> hey, this is this is gonna blow up now. We said the Cowboys in it. Oh God! Yeah, A thousand people start watching the stream. Yeah, yeah. this is our year. <laughs> <laughs> Over in the. <laughs> I would like to say that about the Titans too, but good luck. You guys discovered a year. bunch of good players, so it's a... never our year. It's always so close to being our year. Hey Titans, it's the quarterback. <laughs> wow! I mean, what? How dare you? You said that. How dare? I'm I'm sorry. Might I, I might be a Tannehill hater, but it... listen. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> over in the junior division, you had Elkin Grow taking down MJ Teen. With a 38 down. Woo! Yeah. Really spectacular play out there. FJ18, I'm going to say your hyphenated last name because I'm going to pronounce your other last name wrong. So, Victoria Paul taking it down with a 12 over, beat the field by 14 strokes. Um, yeah. That's wild. Over in the 15 age division, Colin Bryant took that down after a playoff. They were mm -hmm. at 33 down with Ryan Mulder. And in the 15 for the female division, Virginia Polkinghorn taking it down with an eight over. In the mm -hmm. 12, Haley Huber takes it down with a negative 20. Nice. Is that a typo? Like, Some of these kids were shooting hot wow. rounds, bro. It was wild. Wow. Beating the field by 26 strokes. Holy. So if League you guys have of her own. Look, Literally. if you guys... I, 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 if you guys don't have her on your radar, get her on your radar. I do have to call out, though, it tied for second, Kaylee Pearson, Sparks, Nevada. There you so, go. Just a quick 30-minute drive from my hometown, so good for you. Good to see somebody from Nevada out there because I know the competitive scene is not that strong there just yet, uh, and I would like to see that change for sure. Over in the uh, mixed division for 12, uh, here in part, taking it down with a 32 down total. Great play out there in the 10 division. Um, Oliver Beavers takes down the mixed with a 27 down, and Poppy Spriggs taking it down in the female division with a 28 over. Congrats to you. Very in nice. the eight year old division, Tanner Graham taking it down, beating the field by 11 strokes with a 10 over. And in the female division, you had Hayden Harper taking it down by 50 strokes. Congrats. Okay. That's wild. Yeah. And shout I mean, out. Shout out to Tanner. Tanner Graham, uh, son of Matt Graham from the Nick and Matt show. So oh, cool. Yep. So he was. We had Nick on <laughs> last week, and then uh, you know Matt was off at Illinois 
doing the whole junior yeah. worlds. Both of his sons competed, and Tanner actually brought it home. So he uh, it, that's cool. He stopped by the booth. Uh, we had shipped them a couple of Lone Star discs, mm-hmm. and uh, he's he's. I don't know if it's a New York accent, but you know he's. Oh man, yeah, these discs are great, and you know whatever. It was so yeah. cool to like not know what I was throwing and whatever. I was like, well, dude, if you want to do it again, just like let me know. He's like, yeah, we'll talk. Um, super <laughs> cool person. He does wear the double G. Yes. jerky hat everywhere yep. like, they just keep sending me new ones so i just keep yeah. wearing them i was like all right you do a very good impersonation impersonation it sounds just like him oh um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really does um but yeah so shout out there and shout out to all the competitors that yes. got out there and competed you did awesome absolutely just From for getting everywhere. out there being especially in the junior divisions Mm-hmm. Getting out, competing, showing that you're not afraid. Yes. It, it takes a lot to just get out there and do it. And, yep. you know, some of these kids have probably already won a lot of tournaments locally. But getting on the stage, traveling, going, say this is for a world championship, that never oh, yeah. leaves your resume. <laughs> yeah, it will no. stick with you forever. You know, it so... Kudos to everybody involved. All right. Well, we got some stuff to go over with European Open and President's Cup. But before we get there, we got a couple other things to talk about. Number one, I'm going to create some unnecessary drama because that's what I do. That's my entire life. Daniel's drama. Do, do, do. Okay. So interesting question. And this is the entire basis for this topic. Should protected division players be able to compete in multiple divisions, i.e. Owen Scoggins taken down a protected division world championship. This is a world championship, undisputed world championship in that division. Yeah. Should she be able to compete again in the world championships for the open division? Absolutely. I think so too, but I do see the debate, right? I see it because... She has a chance. She has two chances. Right. One as protected and one as completely open. Right. Mm-hmm. However, they're all going to get their chance uh, as long as it stays this way. So I don't see a problem with it for now. But right. if they start limiting uh, players to where if you've competed in so many open champions, you, you know what I mean? They, they, that would be very bad for them to do. So, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely. Play as many of them as you want. Get as many yeah. titles as you can. And, you know, sail your boat happily. Are you for or against this, Mr. Bacon? Uh, I don't really have a particular, like, this is the way it should be type of opinion. I have an argument mm-hmm. for both sides. Um, okay. Right now, I don't, I don't foresee that the sport is at the place where it's time to start restricting that type of action. However, if the sport continues to grow at this exponential rate that we are seeing and have continued to see, it has to be a consideration for me. You know yes. what I mean? Um, and that basically just comes down to the fact that it, it almost seems unfair for somebody to go into a protected division like 40s and have to say, well, I'm playing up against somebody who is good enough to win the open division and will be competing in the open division, which is the best players in the world, no age protections whatsoever. And it feels off in a way. So you know what I mean? I know why 
okay, when MP and FP were all together, mm -hmm. age division, FPO, MPO, did you see any competitors competing in both an age protected and open? No. I don't think so, because no. they would be happening at the same time. So now that the sport has grown to a point and they've had and to they've split, split it, now your topic becomes valid where you go, okay, like beforehand, you would have never yeah. competed in MP40. Because honestly, own, I say this all the time, anybody that goes out there and competes, FPO or MPO, if you're good enough to go out there and actually compete, it's anybody's game on any given Sunday, yep. right? Yeah. Well, let's and, um, and let's put it this way: you're talking about somebody who literally just took second place in the open division of yeah. the women's U.S. championships. You're talking that second place had a chance to win an actual full open division championship. Now, in all of the forty, and now there's a lot of players in forty oh, who yeah. are going to be at world champions playing the open division, especially on the female side, because now they have an option. Right. right. And I know so, available, yeah. You know, and some people might bring up kind of like, you know, something something else. Let's say UFC, for example. Well, UFC, you you know, you can hold multiple titles at the same time as long as you continue to defend them. Sure, that's great. But the difference is is that it's not age protected. It is weight protected, right. but you have to modify your body to meet those weight protections. That's you it. have to go up in weight, you have to go down in weight. You can't do that in age protected divisions. You Found know a solution. I mean? Weight and height protected. There groups. you go. <laughs> Six for four, <laughs> 240 and above, me and Brody Smith. That's it. Me Everybody else. and you are, you're at the top, I'm at the bottom. I'm in the middle. Okay. The weight, <laughs> we're pretty close. Okay. Yeah. But the height, you know, we're, uh, you're only like 72 inches taller. So I know you're never supposed to discuss a woman's weight, but this is vital. Okay? <laughs> yeah, this is vital. The, we need right. this. One thing that does kind of rub me the wrong way is. If you did split it off to where you didn't allow mm -hmm. anybody that had competed in FP40 for a world championship to compete in FPO as a world championship, is you're basically saying that you have to be between 18 and 39. Mm -hmm. That is another. No, you're not. But and that's see, but that's the thing is is you're not taking them away from playing open because that's the rule about open is that anybody can play. I'm just However, talking about world championship. We, yeah, but but that's what I'm talking about. It's like you in open division does not playing open does not require you to be under 40. You can be any age and play right. in the open division. However, in the age protected division, you have to be there. And we're talking about the same title in two different divisions. Regardless of what weekend they're being played on, it is still the world championship right. title. And that's yeah. where like it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Do I think disc golf's at the place where they need to start restricting that? Absolutely not. Do not take this as a they need to start enforcing this right away. But if the sport grows to a place where we start thinking about it, you know, in a similar way that we think about professional golf, it mm. might be something that needs to be considered. Here's another hot take. Do you think the PDGA is the PGA and that DGPT is the LIB? Absolutely not. I don't either. Um, okay. So the thing about LIV is you have to think about that they're making their own game with their own rules and their own platforms completely separated without any input at all. How long do you think until DGPT gets to that point, though? Because the way it's looking, it, the way it's looking is the two are kind of going like this right now. Right. But the line is slowly separating. And I think that in the next 10 years, we can see something happen where it's going to go, okay, 
we don't I, like that this rule got enforced, or we don't like that this. I think it's going to be a very interesting time. One thing, the thing is, is that at that point in time, that these events would no longer be considered sanctioned, and so it would, you know, they could do whatever they wanted rule wise if they if they did that. But I don't think they ever would because it would detract from what they're doing right now. Interesting. Um, so do I, I do I see another company like LIV coming up and saying we don't like the way disc golf is functioning right now and we want to change the stigma around it? A hundred percent. Okay. Is it somebody who so maybe comes it. out of? Just, just think about this, right? So, LIV, live whatever they came in, they started paying hundreds of million of, millions of dollars to steal one player. Okay, right. They could steal these players from the Pro Tour, all for a million. Don't even get me started on this. It, uh, it's just player. Yeah, it, 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 money is where it's at, right? It doesn't matter if it's sanctioned or not. As long as people right. are getting paid and people will watch, mm -hmm. that's all that matters. 100%. Yeah. It, it is. <laughs> because I, I, anybody I can see... come up with a rating system. Yeah, that's true. But I just don't see, like, even in 10 years, I don't see disc golf being big enough as a standalone platform for that to have really been, like, a thought process for the Pro Tour. I to I separate. How, so how big the contracts are for the... Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you, but you have to think that the, those contracts are big because they have investors large enough and know that 100%. they're going to recoup. They're going to recoup this money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even if yeah. this like you... flops, they have made so much money just in the conversation it's created oh, that it almost doesn't matter if it flops or not because they've already returned their investment. Disc golf is thirty years from that type of a conversation. I don't think we're that far. I mm -mm. I think ten ten years or less, and I'll stand I by that. There's I don't so think so. Many if, are... if, if when you get see, and this is this is why I think this way is because when you get the disc golf pro tour on ESPN for ten years, then it's a conversation. But right. we are still years away from it even getting onto ESPN as like an actual live covered sport. So when it when you hit that point, then you can I I would be comfortable starting a ten year countdown and saying this is going to happen. Oh yeah, but it has to hit that point first, and we're not there yet. I don't know. I, I'm gonna hold my remark with ten ten years, but I think I think so. Um. So, hot takes. That was a good Daniel's drama segment. We even got a little bit that was of a good one. Uh, Josh's jawing. Um, Josh's joke time. Joke. <laughs> Josh's um, joke time. Jaw jacking with Josh. There it is. Jaw jacking jack with, with Josh and. and the, the thing in the stuff in the yeah. <laughs> and then there's just easy going Ethan. <laughs> oh, there it is. Hi. Stay positive. That's right. <laughs> um. All right. So. Oh my gosh. What else we got, Mr. Bacon? Well, we should probably talk about the WGE for a second. Let's do it. Yes. All right. Uh, I know all of us have a little bit to input. Mine's a little more scripted. These guys just won't be quite as scripted as mine. Um, I can pull it but up now. The, yeah, please help me out. Yes. Uh, the ladies of Music City Disc Golf, which is a subcommittee from Music City Disc Golf in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, are partnering with the WGE for an event that, uh, if you guys don't know anything about the WGE, I'm going to let somebody else explain it a whole lot better than I can. But essentially they're going to be uh, providing an event called the Firefly Fling. Yes. Um, um, you got it? Yeah, I got <laughs> it. So the Firefly Fling 
which is very it's a very good name to be honest um mm-hmm. they've done some really good um marketing on this so far um i myself do not know a whole lot about the women's global events so i'm really going to pride myself on trying to learn as much as possible and hopefully all the listeners look into this as much as i will um but the women's global event is a biennial women's disc golf tournament consistent of smaller events run simultaneously on the same day around the world so all of these women's global events are run the same day in different regions and from what I am told is that you're competing against all of these different regions as well. It's so sick, dude. It's that so is cool what they're doing. Wild. All right. So the mission is to offer a friendly competitive event while encouraging more women and girls to be physically active through disc golf. Inaugurated in 2012 as a biennial event, the WGE continues to break records as the largest PDGA event for a single demographic within the sport of disc golf. That's huge. The 2021 Women's Global Event had 99 registered tournaments that spanned the world from Florida to Finland, Austin to Australia, Cincinnati to China, with a combined turnout of 3,224 women competing in 23 different PDGA divisions. That is epic. However... That number grew by over 1,000 players from 2018. So in a three-year span, they grew over 1,000 players. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest uh, biggest reasons that happens is because people talking, right? The word of oh, mouth. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. The Lazy- Ladies of Music City Disc Golf has hosted a biennial WGE since 2014. With the continued growth and recent popularity of the sport due to the pandemic, the PDGA Women's Committee has made the decision to host a WD- WGE event yearly. So, the Ladies Music City Disc Golf, which is our local club here in the greater Nashville area, um, they, will t- uh, they will have this Firefly Fling, and it will take place on August 6th as a one-day, two-round C-tier at Cane Ridge Short, um, so there will be two rounds on Cane Ridge Short. This is a very, very scorable course. It's very fun. If you are a lady out there, a young, middle-aged, elderly, it does not matter. Go out there. You can have a great time. This course is fun, um, and this event is going to be awesome. Uh, we plan on being out there uh Hopefully, I know that I'm going to, um, uh, probably doing some interviews, getting some content out there for them. Um, but since the entire field, juniors to professional, must play from the same tee pads for proper calculation of the global statistics, Cambridge Shorts provides a great opportunity to highlight and challenge every competitor's game while keeping the event fun. Um, in 2021, fun fact, six of our competitors placed within the top ten of their division globally, two of them winning their global division. Alex Stewart, which is one of my friends in Intermediate, uh, and Sylvia Vokes in Pro Masters Women 70+. plus. Yeah, dude. So uh, if you have any questions, please contact uh, Danielle Dobbs uh, or... 
uh, she is the tournament director for the Firefly Fling, and uh, if you need anything else, just just get with me, and I can get you in touch with whoever. But I would like to kind of talk about the event, like whoever come up with this, right? Is is a genius? Yes. It's such a good aspect. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad the women have it. You know what I mean? It, it's such a good way to grow. It's so good. Uh, WGE, man, uh, I think their first year was like 2012 or something like that, and they only had four countries competing, and now they're up to 13 countries. That's just wild. Uh, dude, I love I love seeing WGE events come to town. Um, I had a friend that was looking to get into disc golf, and she's like, I don't really know where to start, whatever. And their first event was last year's WGE that was here in Houston. And uh, holy cow, man, the player pack is amazing. I still have, so I collect a certain putter from another, you know, mm-hmm. manufacturer. I just have. Um, and one of those is the WGE putter from last year because they do a great job. Um, we tried to get a bid in this year. Um, next year, I know we're definitely going to be on the list because we just missed the mark right? Um, as we were growing this year. But, dude... WGE coming out, seeing these women all compete against each other. Um, we have our own Lone Star Disc version. It's called the Space City Stars um, here in Houston that we're right. going to be doing for WGE. And it's everywhere. It's all over the world, and you're all competing against each other. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Guinness Book of World Records. They're like, everybody's going to jump at the same time, and we're going to, like, calculate, and it's going to be the most people jumping at the same time. I love seeing the numbers each year because it grows so much. I think they said this year they had 153 women's only events ran last year pdga sanctioned women's only events that's awesome um like you said about junior worlds it can be daunting driving all the way up to peoria illinois from wherever you're going to wge allows you the opportunity to compete against women in your local area meet other local women that play disc golf and kind of get a better grasp on the community where we talked so much about earlier in the program yeah and technically right this could kind of feel like a world championship that is played all around the world right instead of in a local one singular location yes it's literally like a worldwide event everywhere it's so cool dude that is that's just it's awesome it truly is awesome um but yeah glad we got to touch in on that um they reached out to us they they want us to come out and do some uh do some content there um and help kind of spread the word so hopefully to those of you that are listening um it's the same date for everybody august 6th get on disc golf scene get on udisc look at your tournaments coming up and and get signed up and play this thing and you just never know what might happen you just might fall in love with the game i'm telling you absolutely all right. Grow the sport. Hashtag. Got to do the hashtag. Hashtags hashtag. grow everything. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know about everything. At least on Insta. Um, so, <laughs> so, all right. Uh, anything else you got? Uh, related to that? No. No? No, you guys right. did a great job. Nice. President's Way to go, Way to go Josh. Well done. Go girls. All right. <laughs> Powerpuff Cup. girls. I mean, sorry, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Arts Network 
declines yeah. to respond to this. Oh yeah, <laughs> this has been this has been uh, flagged for copyright infringement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, President's Cup. Yes. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about it. Uh, the biggest topic that I really have to cover specifically is Tatar dropping out of this as well as the European Open. Extremely disappointed to see that happen, but I'm glad she's taking her health very seriously. Um, I mean, most of us were really hoping that this was going to be the event that we saw her come back at. Um, and, you know, I really had Team Europe picked to win almost in a landslide um, until that happened. So now it's a little bit closer. I'm still going to pick Team Europe to win. I think this is going to be the year that they just break through. Uh, I don't know why, but I mean, Simon, Niklas, Larry Lettinen, Albert Tom, just, it feels like their year. They've got a solid team for the first time. I've really felt like looking at this team that there was a competitive chance to win. Yeah. And they've never won before, but it just, I don't know. It just got that feel. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Team USA. Listen, listen Jeremy Colling. <laughs> Jeremy Colling is the captain of Team USA. They got a lot of heart. Okay. Oh yeah. If we know anything about American teams when we're facing European <laughs> countries? Are you kidding me? Listen, they've got Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, Paul McBeth, Calvin Heinberg. But don't worry, they've got a lot of heart. Four right, future right. Hall of Famers. Ow. And you're yep. gonna tell me. And, and you're well, don't forget <laughs> Paige Pierce and Katrina Allen. Okay, let's. let's... I, I, okay, done. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just count up world titles. Okay? Let's just do that. So, Ricky, two. What? Don't don't you? No, 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 me. No, no, no. Ricky, two. Paul, five. James, one. Paige, five. Katrina, two. So, what? Seven and seven? And then one. So, 15. They have more world titles than they have players. It's fine. So, um, you got you Eagle know, McMahon at fifty percent, though. You got Daniel, Ricky Wysocki. No, I want to ask you a question. Question, you questionable know, health as well. Do you know what the term "world" means when he says "world title"? Right. The, no know. clue. Absolutely <laughs> no clue. Uh, you know, it's really funny that you bring that up, considering we just talked about the fact that you can win two world titles in the same year. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but none just, of those you know, were counted in this. Uh, in, all, in this algorithm. Yeah. All I'm saying, yeah, je, je, you know, listen. Who of that entire pool is playing in MP40 yet? Uh, nobody. But that doesn't matter because it's yeah. not even available. So therefore, yeah. there's no nothing to talk. Listen, not listen. In my in my mind, I know that Team USA is going to win, but and you I, just I, said. I I am a, I am I am an American man, but I just my heart. My heart, I, I don't know that it's I know they're going to win, but I really, I want Europe to get just one win in this event, man, because right they've, been so no. you, they've been swept so far. They've been swept so far. I just said, you know what? I don't, this isn't the Olympics. Get out of here with that. <laughs> All I'm saying is every time that the Olympics happens, there's pretty much some guaranteed gold medals. Okay. Right. Right. And all I'm saying is Europe has some they, amazing players. They Are you do. saying that Europe's they not getting gold do. medals? No, no, not no, in this president's cup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna call you out, but I'm calling you out. All right. It's <laughs> all, I'm is, all I'm saying is, a lot of confidence. Jeremy Colling has a ton of passion. That's he knows right. how to motivate a crowd. Okay. Uh, 
you're you're talking about Richard Wysocki. Richard Wysocki, okay? Coming Richard off Richard Photobomb Wysocki. Come, yeah, coming <laughs> off of a Texas State win from earlier in the year, coming off of a fresh, okay? Refreshment. He said I'm going to take off these next two events and come back in so I can dominate Europe, okay? He's basically Captain America. Look at the hair. Let's be honest yeah. here, okay? All I'm saying, he won Texas States. He's got my vote. Texas Space Company. There you go. Technically, technically, Germans. That's Captain not even America. No, 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 no. Let's listen. Let's no, before I mean, we like, talk about the, the captain bef- of before we talk America. about Texas State championship. <laughs> it, it's not the Texas State championships. I don't care what anybody says. It's the Ricky Wysocki championship. It's the Ricky Wysocki championship. Why is the Texas State championship? include all of the other people that want to compete in it <laughs> shouldn't the texas state championship so I've, that's one thing that i've always I've, I've never really got that either I've, like why I've, is yeah. it on the why is it a pro tour event it's the texas state championships and it's the pro no, i'm tour. all for it right right i'm all right. for yeah, it, it, calling it whatever you want i do so, wish it had a different name uh, ricky wysocki texas state <laughs> yeah it's for the texas people it, but you know, it yeah. it's commonly it's, known now that it's just not. So it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's the Ricky Wysocki Championship. Oh, it's can we, 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 we can we can change yeah. it to the Ricky Wysocki Memorial Championship, and people are going to be like, "But he's not even dead." And I'm going to be like, "I mean, he's going to die yeah. someday, and he's won this 35 times." So what you guys haven't seen is it's Texas apostrophe states, so it's right. Texas. Texas. So it's all the other people coming. Make Got sense. Because we you. own the rest of the states. Totally missed. Wait, does that, that. happen in? Is that how the high school football championships work in Texas too? They just let like all the teams from Florida and California come and enter that. I'm gonna be honest. Just wondering. I would put Texas football up against like ninety percent of the rest of the United States. Texas football down here is. I'm from Chicago. When I came down, they're like, "We do two days in 115 degree weather. You're getting cut, and I may not be able to pay you to come play for my school. But if there's some incentives, we'll figure it out." Yeah. Okay. Listen, like, I'm I, I might not be able to pay you to come play to the school, but that doesn't mean I don't have an offshore account that's not linked to my name. <laughs> that doesn't mean no homework for the rest of the year. I mean, you know, Arch Manon chose the right decision. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um Trust me. Yeah. I I'm sure that's a big talk around town. Um I was it was so funny watching that like that whole feed after that announcement came here being, you know, you know 20 minutes from ut mm-hmm. uh and just watching like the feeds and everybody and blah 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 blah. and i'm sitting here like you guys realize you have like a five-star recruit like literally the third yeah, best Nico. quarterback in the entire nation that has already committed and has literally been on campus for like half a year already and you're so you it's didn't get the Arch. name okay it is it's, the name i, I know but... well and you know you, you get peyton and everybody was like well Peyton did this for us, so Arch is going to do the same thing. And yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? Not this you time, tell me, You know what? You don't you need that. Matthew, you tell me Matthew McConaughey is going to get to be one of my coaches. Yeah. So. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Ball, he's going to run it right up the gut. There you go. <laughs> all right. All right, okay. All right, so we got two of you on Team USA. I'm on Team Europe just because – it hurts me to watch uh, them lose every year. Right. It feels good to be on the winning I'm side. I'm now now if they if I mean, they win what? 
If they win, if they win this year, I will promise to go back to supporting you, Team USA, for the next ten years. No, did this guy not just call Texas State State. the Ricky Wysocki Memorial, or could I? I just hate seeing everybody else lose. I was, that was bro. I'm not. I'm saying that it needs to be renamed. I'm not saying I enjoy it. Okay, it's kind of. It kind of sucked. Like, let's be honest. If I'm entering anything in the Pro Tour next year, let's say I just magically hit 1050 rated next year. You know what event I'm skipping? <coughs> you know what event I'm skipping? I'm I'm 1050 rated and I'm skipping Texas State next year. I promise. Wow. You. I'm not even. Nope. <sighs> not about it. I'd go. I don't need to be embarrassed just because I, would, I know he's gonna I would win. Totally. I go out there. Finish last. Go out there. I could. I guarantee you, I could go out there and somehow manage to throw four straight 1100 uh, rated rounds, and somehow Ricky is still gonna win. <laughs> True. It's He'll throw destiny. a 1200 rated round. Yeah. Just it's just because I acknowledge the truth doesn't mean I have to like it. Right? That's true. You're you're putting words in my mouth by saying that I enjoy it or like it, but Whoa. that's that's not what I'm saying at all. The the words were I hate seeing people get dominated, and then you were like, "But Ricky Wysocki, no problem, <laughs> take it all the way." Yeah, that's, and I hate it. Weird. I I hate just because I acknowledge the truth doesn't mean I don't hate it. I get it because Ricky's on Team America. He has to be like, "Uh, okay, right, <laughs> right. That's what it is." Yeah. Ricky is the reason that I don't want the U.S. to win. Okay, you're like he just wins so many Texas states. I, yeah, yeah, he might as well he, win one. Yeah, he just he just he, he might as well just do it by itself. It's fine. Yeah, he's the captain and the team. Yes. All right. Well, speaking of Ricky Wysocki, who's winning the European Open? So is that your pick? Uh, because it's not mine. No. Okay. It's absolutely not mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I'm gonna go against everything that I just said about <laughs> about the Presidents Cup, and I'm picking Paul McBeth. <laughs> everything I that I everything that I just said, wash it from your brain because I just picked Paul McBeth. Okay, oh dude's God. dominated. <laughs> uh, you're the worst. You know that <laughs> you're the worst. He's, he's okay, he's not. He's, 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 like, he's, <laughs> he's not my real pick, but it was funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest, uh, anyways, a fresh Simon Lazat. That's coming coming off Portland Open. Coming on, he's playing more consistent. He's not going for those big, you know, sky heisers, Simon shots that we know him for. Well, um, I think Simon has a good chance, dude. His rating, his rating says so too. He's been sitting there climbing up. Oh yeah. Everybody else, I, I think it's funny when people are like, "Well, Eagle's still top three in the ratings," and I was like, "Eagle hasn't played an event all the way through in like <laughs> a year almost." Yeah, since Vegas. Again, if he's top three in the well, okay, that's great. If he doesn't have any rounds to bring his rating down. Then his rating's not going to go down. Like, did he play at DDO for like what a round and a half? But he it got dropped, okay. right? I think so. No, I, yeah. I, th I thought he dropped from Jonesboro and then didn't. It play may have been Jonesboro, right. not DDO. Yeah, yeah. From Jonesboro. That's what, and that's so what you're just was. going. Some of these guys, their ratings are getting eaten up. Where's Matty O at right now in the rating? Oh, Matty O's not even going out there. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. He's cool, too busy. He... He's too busy rolling the tide to worry about. Dude, Matty O. Uh, his father actually just got inducted in the Hall of Fame. He had a little touch and video yep. for his dad. That's cool. Uh, um, because Matty O had been uh, boycotting the PDGA until that happened. So uh, I thought he was the drama guy. Where did you? Yeah, well, I'm just, you know, bringing that up. I can't up. keep up with every tidbit of drama. Uh, yep. Ma so Jim Orem yeah. literally said to his kids, he said, if I don't make it into the Hall of Fame before I die, I don't want it. 
Yeah. <laughs> he said, and I think he passed away this year, last year, right? That's so, so crazy. His other son was like, I know he didn't want it, but, you know, he'd be ecstatic if he was here right now. And I was yeah. like, well, that's awesome, man. Like, thank goodness they were there to present it, so. I'm glad. Yeah, I were. mean, say say what you want. We all know that it, if he were here today to accept it, he would have. Yeah. Oh, dude. What an honor. I, so, I, you know, for people that are watching at home, um, Disc Golf Hall of Fame is truly the highest honor, right? So once once you finish winning your 7,000 world titles, you know, your Paul Macbeth, you're going to dominate the European Open for the next 40 years. Uh, do they have age protected at European Open? I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. goodness. I was, I was about to say, I Paul Macbeth's going to win it. Oh, my um, God. But, uh, no, so so once you get done winning all your titles, man, being inducted, being joined along, it's kind of like Valhalla. Like, you're there with all your Shield brothers. and uh, That was such um, a good – I told, I see what you I, did there. Go ahead. Well, I told, I told, <laughs> I told Andy, I said uh, – eventually in the future it's going to be content creators like us yeah right we won't yeah. be known for being the best at disc golf like J jim Orem wasn't known for being the best at disc golf he was known for being the most hospitable yeah always going out of his way to take care of people you know talk to him about the sport welcome people in. he was selling discs out of the back of his car before it was like a thing right um and so in the future it's going to be people like us right where we were right. known for hosting podcasts or going out uh terry miller perfect example Right? Oh, the guy was he's paid his way. Yeah, he's going to be in the in the disc golf hall of fame in no time. Right, so you have to yep. be forty five years old and have played disc golf for over fifteen years. Um, I know for a fact that if he goes up for ballot, I'd vote for him because Absolutely. that's one of the, he's the reason why we can do this. Right, he is the disc golf guy. Right, mm -hmm. so for he's, sure, he's kind of like the content founding father. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, huge props to him. So, um. Let's go ahead and get some picks. All right. I've got one, two, three set out for all of us. Um, this is going to be our new. All right. And you, whenever we have you on, Josh, you'll just continue with this number. But Oh. <laughs> but this is going to be a point system. It's basically. He doesn't want to include it after the last time around. Yeah. Exactly. Why? Because I won all of oh. it. Because I'm so dang good at disc guessing. Mm, I, you know, oh, the disc guessing, like that, that's a that was, that's a totally, that's a totally different, different one. This, oh. is, this one's just this is predicting picks. winners. This is just predicting so he's winners. just mad because oh, because oh, my doing... my dark horse hit the win. Yeah, he know. picked Isaac Robinson to win. I was, I was right. like, what? So I, I picked yeah. him as he was he was my dark horse pick, and then he took down horse? the dub. I did. Yeah, he sure did. That's weird. I'm telling Isaac. Oh no. I don't know him like that. Yeah. Well, maybe, you don't know me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, dude, I'm sure maybe. I mean, you know plenty of people. I've oh, yeah. so many people already. It's wild. So, Josh, you want to go first on your picks for NPO for, European Open. for the European Open? Uh, I'm gonna go Simon Lazat number one. All right. He's bringing it back to Europe. He's got. He just got interviewed uh, today and said, "Hey, I was here at 17 playing with." Mother flipping Ken Climo, yeah, playing with Dave Felberg. I was on the lead card at 17. Y'all got nothing on me, okay? I'm with it. Uh, right. so yeah, I would say Simon Lazat for my pick for sure. All right, you got a second and a third, you just gonna leave it at that. I do, I'll take Paul Macbeth in a close second. Okay. What's gonna happen is uh, the injuries that we've seen plaguing him, his angle mm -hmm. control we talked about at the Portland Open. Um, things are starting to slow down. I wish him all the best. I'm not saying yes. that he's done because he's Paul McBeth. He's got the clutch gene, right? Absolutely. I think Paul McBeth is going to come a close second. 
And man, I got to give it up to James Conrad. The dude has right. been consistently um, doing well. I don't want to call him a bridesmaid, right? Because he's he's right. hardcore. Um, <laughs> MVP's been releasing a ton of discs or been supporting him with all his discs. They just announced uh, one of their new releases as well. Um, starts with a V, I think, or something, whatever. It's basically an 11.5, negative 0.52. Uh, and that's something that he's needed in his bag for a long time. So, the yes. Volt? No, Georgia. it's a new new. The Venus? Uh, Venus? I, 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 I don't remember, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I've, I'll find I've, it. I've seen like I have seen it, but I do not remember it. They um, just announced the video today, I believe. Right. So I'll look it up. It is a good question. All right. Well, Daniel, what about yours? I know you're picking um... Paul. I'm going outside of the box here a little bit, actually. So picking to win Calvin Heimberg. Uh, okay, Vinny. It's the Zenith. Calvin, Calvin Heimberg okay. kind of has this weird thing going on where, like, earlier in the season, he just was nowhere to be seen. And then all of a sudden, he just turned into an absolute monster. Yeah, and I kind of sure. feel like we're in the second, you know, the second iteration of the same thing right now, where he's just kind of been, he got that win, and he's been real quiet really really quiet and for some reason i just think he's going to put it all together this week um might even be his last win of the year i'm not really sure uh but i'm gonna pick him to take that down i am gonna follow suit though and take paul Macbeth in there at second um i'm kind of on the other side of the coin though where you know you were kind of saying like the injuries are racking up and this that and the other i i saw a lot of things that i really really liked in idlewilds where he started to really have angle control back. He had a lot of his power back, um, and he looked much better. I think his mental game still is leaving something to be desired, though. So he needs to pull his mental game together. I liked that he was returning back to his older putt when he was at Idlewild. Whatever was going on with his putter for a couple of weeks there was awful. The the Greg Barsby thing he was doing for there, that was just bad. Um, But... He's going to have some mental things to overcome if he wants to take this event down. Uh, and coming in third, I this feels really bad to... I, I feel like I'm just pulling off of other people's picks now, but Simon Lazat. All right. Uh, Simon the third. That's a that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, it is. Simon the third with as dominant as he's been? I very truly believe that all three of those could all finish within two strokes of each other, though. Yeah. Listen, Ty- Tyler Cox in the comment section. Shout out Tyler. He always helps us out at the events. Great team player. Guy's awesome. He's got an arm. He says, I got good picks and that I'm the homie. So there you go. What more? What moral grounds do you have to stand on, Daniel, behind your picks, besides the fact that I agree with most, if not all of them? <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, Linda, all I have to say is that I'm just a guy sitting in his mom's mm. basement uh, in East Tennessee, so <laughs> my picks mean nothing. I don't. That's my moral standing ground. Oh no! <laughs> oh, really, really, the most clarity happens when you're completely out of touch. Yeah. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just. Gonna I go thought ahead I was, I'm pretty and... well in touch with where I'm at right now. What do you mean <laughs> yeah, out of touch? Yeah. yeah it's pretty, it's I'm just pretty gonna go ahead and drop the hammer. Um, oh. And I'm gonna say Eagle McMahon wins it. Really. I can't. I can't agree with God, it. Not after, that's a terrible pick. Not after what I saw in the and what I know from from the Simon vlog with him in it. I just yeah. This course is too brutal for. I'll give you double the not point. not if having. If you get this one, I'll give you double points because that's a true dark horse pick right there. It really is. 
Like, I had no it, he can't he can't be a dark horse because he's Eagle McMahon, yeah. but at the same time, it's exactly. a dark horse pick. Dark yeah. Eagle? Dark Eagle. There you go. No, I really didn't have him as my number one. Um, but I do I would like to see him do well. Um I actually um I'm gonna go three, two, one. Uh okay. so in third build up. Yep, I like it. Mine is kinda off the wall anyways. All, you're off the wall 50% of the time we do yeah. this. So I'm going to put Chandler in third. Yep. Yep. It's that. All right. Putting Chandler Kramer in third. I'm putting. I'm going to be 100% honest. I had no idea that he was competing, which is very sad because I should have known that. My apologies, Chandler. I think Chandler can take third also as well. Well, we'll bump James out and put. I literally, I literally thought in my head. For not knowing. I know. Again, that's on me. Him and I have never talked about European Open. Like, ever. I talk to Chandler, I mean, very often. He'll call me on the phone. We'll chat for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. I didn't hear him once say European Open. It was always about Sula. He was always so excited to play Sula, Sula, Sula. Now that I'm seeing his name, do you guys know what his average event rating has been? It's I uh well he has already moved up to sixty fourth in the world just after this past week like holy consistent from... he had a, a ten point ten points at a yeah. thousand above ratings boost per month he's been consistently hitting ten forties yeah. in his event average rating Chandler has got it bro yeah he is finally going hey I'm here he wants to show up he was battling an injury at the beginning of the season if you look at the ratings right now of the people that are playing. Oh God, dude, he's so close. He yeah. shot a ten, ten eighty, and a ten seventy nine rated round the past two events. It, That's wild. It is wild. He's got it. I loved. I, I truly loved watching him throw. So. Oh um, yeah. Um, that was the reason that he made my top three. Um, and then in second place, I have Ricky Waisaki. Um. Ooh. I think that he does make it close. Just tell him it's Texas State. So be like, I'm there. Exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> I just win it. I was able it's to fine. take Ricky because of. It's going to be know, really I, hard I to convince him it's Texas State if somebody telling him it's Texas <laughs> State says it in some European language, though. Is it? <laughs> is it? Out. Is it that he's going to lose this cup and have vengeance on Team Europe and say, I'm going to dominate and come in second place? Who yep. knows? The European Open. Yep. Uh, President's Maybe. Cup. My, it, here's the thing. This is one of the interesting things about this tournament is the President's Cup holds a lot more weight into what happens right afterwards mm -hmm. than you really think about because, you know, if if I'm right and Europe just comes out and finally just breaks that wall down, a lot of these U.S. players could be coming out Thursday with just an absolute – or Friday, excuse me, with an absolute vengeance. Yes. Was that a Berlin reference for no. breaking the wall down or – Maybe is that... this in Germany or is this in Finland? Get it together. But <laughs> right, I'm rounding this off. All right, Paul and Ricky are going to have an epic uh, tie and playoff, okay. and Paul's going to take it down. You know, so... I considered giving Calvin and, and Paul uh, a playoff, and yeah. then I was like, <clears throat> I was like, but if I feel like if they, I, I, I had to back away from that because after Jonesboro, I feel like if Paul got into a playoff with Calvin, he would not lose again. Yeah, that's what I, I, I'm i with it. I think, Paul, it's kind of hard to go against his track record with European Opens. 
I mean, he's, a, he's, he's kind of the Ricky of Texas there. State. So it, is, it really is. It's not a joke. It, it's it's like going to be the so. Paul McBeth Open someday. Yeah. The Listen, Paul McBeth Memorial All I'm going to say is eventually Michael Jordan went to the Magic. Okay. The Paul Memorial. All right. Eventually, Michael Jordan stopped winning titles and went to the Magic and said, I'm on Orlando now, baby. Check out this sweet mustache I'm going to grow out. Look yeah. up. If you guys true. and if if you guys want to sit there and say, well, you guys are crazy for everything that you're saying right now, this is this is all I have to say, okay? Paul McBeth, McBeast, playing at the Beast, a well-rested McBeast. Yeah, he knows what's going on. All right. I'm just oh yeah. Saying, mm. All right. So moving over. But to I couldn't FPO. I couldn't pick him to to win after that that that, <laughs> that President's Cup argument. That would have just like. Like, it would have uh, it would have been really bad if I had picked him. I, mean, I wasn't gonna pick him anyways, but yeah, I don't even so, think that necessarily. I don't... <laughs> let's hear it on your FPO, Josh. Oh, yes. You wanna go first or Daniel? I would love to go first. All right, Josh, mm -hmm. got it. The let's floor go. Is Josh? All right. Mm, I have like a multiverse theory okay. here. I'm with it. If Evelina Salonen's putts go in, mm -hmm. if Evelina Salonen can reel in her putts, dude. She's a monster. She's insane. She's dominant. She's the best she's thrower of the discs, probably. 100%. And, and she's missing those 5 and 10 foot putts, man. Her circle yeah. 1 percentages are low. <sighs> to say the least. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because, like, it's such a big thing for her that if she just corrected that one thing, mm -hmm. dominate just yeah. instantly. So, well, I'll... and that's, that's the thing about it, too, is, like, at this point, yeah, USW DGC gave us a good glimpse into the fact that it's not her form that's the issue anymore. For sure, like it is a hundred percent her confidence. When she walked up, stepped up to a putt confidently, it didn't even matter how far it was. The distance had no relevance to the putt. It was a hundred percent about her confidence when she stepped up to that putt. Right. That's true. All right. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep Salonen in third place. All right. I'm gonna keep Salonen down there in third. I really think that if she pulls it together, she can hold third or finish really strong. I'm with it. Uh, Katrina Allen. She's been uh, watching her coverage. You would think that she's struggling a lot more. She's getting a lot of hard tree hits. She's getting a lot of missed putts, but she's still finishing top five consistently. I'm gonna keep her at number two. All right. And then obviously rounding it out. You got the female Paul McBeth, right? We got Paige Pierce. Paige Pierce has been so dominant. You know, I haven't necessarily seen the same fire in her. Mm -hmm. I was even telling the guys at the shop, we're watching live coverage, and I'm going, the Paige <coughs> Pierce last year that had the confidence to go, I'm the best there ever was, you know, whatever, yeah. and then got absolutely bulldozed by my girl, Kristen Tatar, right? For the next two or three events. I think that humbled her a little bit, but she's been playing her game. She's definitely gone from being just a competitor to being someone that everybody wants to watch play because you're almost rooting her on, right? To see that she's humbled herself a little bit, but still has that same level of confidence. Right. Yeah, and I think the other thing too about Paige is that she gets a little bit of a bad stigma about that because she's confident Absolutely. in herself in that sort of way. But... You know, you kind of get that, like, oh, I just don't, I don't like who she is as a person. But when you break down the things that she says and what she does as a person, she and whatever, up, what everybody says about her as a person, 
all of that stigma is easily just like media interference. That's just, 100%. this is what they're trying to, this is an image that they're trying to push and no different than like any news about whatever story it is that they're trying to push the image that fits the narrative they're trying to fit. And that's what Paige Pierce was for a while. There was, it was just like, well, she's just kind of like the baddie. You oh, know, she's, she's, she's the, she's standoffish. She's not a nice person or this, that, and the other. And everybody you ever talk to is like, she's absolutely not that way ever. Right. No, ever. She's so, she's, and she's so kind. And people are yeah. starting to kind of see that side of her on coverage more often yeah. recently. And, and, and I, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. I do too. Dude, she, whenever you see her, like again, at Texas States, when she's going up to Kristen, and I think did Paige win that or Kristen won that? It went Texas States. Yeah, Paige. I think it was Paige. Kristen hit the light pole. That's right. And she, <laughs> I remember her going to Kristen and just being like, you know, loving on her and just being like, hey, like, yeah, this was great. Same like, you really Champions should have taken Cup. this. She's just such a nice competitor, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you said, we're competing. I want to kick your butt, but like, I still care about your health because right. this sucks, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Daniel, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go with, and I have no idea why, but I'm going to put Henna in there okay. as third place. Ooh. Um, I think given the fact that with, with Tatar backing out and Henna moving up into the President's Cup, you know, give a little chance for her to kind of get a warm up out there on the course. Mm-hmm. Get, you know, it, I, you cannot discount the fact that it, there's a little bit of an advantage there which could be similar as well for Evelina, you know, and getting a chance to just be that little advantage of, of getting a competitive round on the course before your competitive solos round starts. Right. right? Um, I'm going to go a little bit wild here and go cat merchant second. I thought about it. I really did think about it, man. I think, the Ni- <laughs> I think the Nico cat drama that's been going on has her fired up, bro. I do too. Yeah. So spicy drama, you, you know, it's spicy. Um, <laughs> considering, and you might you might say that like, oh, it's not, you know, it, it's not really that outside or wild of a pick, but she has not been playing that well of late, right? Uh, mm-hmm. To be completely honest, and I really like my first thought process when Josh was talking was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you know, Henna, Katrina, and then Paige, three, two, one, but um. I don't know. I just I think that we're gonna see something out of Cat this week, and then I I'm picking Paige as well. Okay. Um, and I'm picking Paige for one reason and one reason only, and that's uh, after winning Champions Cup and really not looking good at USWDGC. We all know that for competitors of her level, the Macbeth level competitiveness majors mean more. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that that competitiveness and knowing that this is a major, my last major did not go even a little bit how I wanted it to, that she's going to step up her game this week. All right. I'm with it. All right. So mine is still going to be a little bit off the wall, but you took a little bit of my uh, forte. Uh, So in third place, I'm going to go with some recency bias. Uh, Anakin Steen. Um, she, She just won the Sula. Uh, she also placed third at the Yarva Open. So, I'm 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 just laying that out there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't have a problem with that pick. I think it's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But from what we saw at Sula, she needs to shave. If she were to go back out to Sula, she needs to shave seven strokes off of that tournament to and do she that. She might here. can do it with the right competition. She might can do it. 
So I can. Um, and then I'm gonna have Katrina Allen in second. I think we're all agreeing that Katrina's gonna hit second. Did we just? Uh... No, he, <laughs> no, I picked I picked Cat, Cat Merch. Merch. Yep, I picked uh, the the other cat. But me and you, Katrina Allen, second, and then I'm mm-hmm. choosing well, Cat Merch as first. Good. I mean, man, I'm not afraid to go you. out there. I, on I that like limb. it. Because Dude, no, I, can see I, it. I I like yeah. that. Uh, the only thing I say I think you're absolutely nuts for not having Paige in the top three at all. It has but only the, the, done I like me the picks good not picking Paige. Why? Uh, that's the only time that I win. Because every time, every time Paige. that sh- every time that she wins as well, it's always when we're like, yeah, I just don't think Paige has got it this tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now with you off the fence and me on the fence and well, let's Josh see. On the fence, I mean, you know, it could just uh, be, it might be a little swing in that tie there. Well, again, so she had a the only reason why I chose Paige is because she is a little bit of somebody who well, she she likes the idea of of having a challenge and the last uh event that she played in, she kind of fell off yep. and she didn't follow through and she didn't finish well and it almost looked like she gave up. And so now to Paige She's got something to prove, and yeah. if any girl can prove it to herself, it's Paige. Oh yeah, so, when you, I will again, never you, doubt her abilities. When you are a competitor of that level, <laughs> yeah. When you when you are a, le- a competitor of that level, majors really do mean that much more. We talk about what a majors really mean. Yes, they mean a lot, especially for your. But when you're the player, I mean, you think about it this way: disc golf pro tour wins are awesome. Yeah. Pro Tour wins are akin to a playoff win in other types of sports. Oh, yeah. But winning the major is like winning Game 7 of the World Series. Winning a major is like winning the Super Bowl. But oh, yeah. that's, so There's, there's just a different... For, for a player of that level, that type of win just means something different. Right, but hear me out, right? You see these cat merch commercials, right? They, sure. they don't know, right? Do they, they don't. Yeah, right? They don't know just how competitive I am and everything. And Bro. it's it, it's one of those things. She might have that drive. Paige Pierce at one point didn't own a major title, right? That's true. You're right. She what started was Paige's somewhere. age? What was Paige's age the first year she won a title? I, I don't know. know. What her, I don't know what her age <laughs> is right now. Uh, probably like 37, I would say. Goodness, I don't think so. Yeah, well, I mean, she, she won her first she one in 2010. That, that was 12 God. years ago, right? So, yeah. Okay, all I'm going to say about Cat Merch, in the next three years, Cat Merch is either going to be the most dominant female professional player or she's going to stay where she's at, right? I, I completely agree. I think she's that at was that Paige. threshold where she either breaks through or stays on that net. She's probably. I don't. I don't right see. Now. I don't see that staying happening. Yeah, I, I don't she's, either. She's, I think she's breaking. She's through. too competitive. Well, so, so think I, about it though. Did y'all fact check what? me? Yep. Yeah. No. no yeah. No. You're you you're thinking of Katrina Allen, who is around thirty-seven. She Paige is like thirty, thirty-one. She's Paul's so, age. Well, the biggest thing is, Paige. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't win any of her titles until she was with DD. Correct. Don't think she won any with Prodigy, did she? I don't. I don't. I could. I, I don't know that. I would be afraid okay. to say. So yeah. I think of a youthful page, right, right. is who Cat Merch is right now. 20 years old, sponsored by Innova. She's got a lot of gusto. She's got a lot to prove, right? But mm-hmm. she doesn't have that, you know, battle IQ yeah. that a Paige Pierce or a Katrina Allen has. And so I think this year was her year to go out, prove to everybody that she's worth it, right? Yep. 
She's out there on tour. She's out there killing right. it. Um, if she wins it, freaking awesome. If she doesn't, that's only another notch under her belt for next year that she can take to really push her game. I think yeah. she's too young to continue to dominate um, against girls like Paige and Kat while they're in the prime, right? But just right. imagine if it happens, oh, it's going to be pure dominance for a little bit. Oh, dude. It'll be nice to see. Um, all right. So there's my picks. There's all of our picks. Hopefully also somebody would like does to, well. Um, I'd like to say that I do not like drama. In some of the comments, Tommy Rush is saying, this guy loves drama. I cannot stand drama. <laughs> I run from drama. See, that's usually me unless it's... <laughs> Listen, everybody, he says that, but this podcast is not, it's not backing him up. As soon as we get off stream, I'm fighting everybody in this lobby. Okay? <laughs> 1v1 me on Rust, bro. That's right. Come come 1v1 me in Rocket League. I'll okay. take it out right now. How about we all that go to PUBG like while we're on even fields here? Okay. No, that's not even. All right, but. Why, why is, how is it not even? When was the last time you played PUBG? Distance competition. When I was on Xbox. When was the last time you paid, played PUBG? Me? Yeah. Uh, probably the last time Doctor Disrespect played PUBG. Okay, and the last time ago. I played PUBG, <laughs> the last time I played PUBG was back on Xbox as well. We would be on even ground. I All I'm saying, it is, has been long if, enough. Okay, if we, we would be on even wars, ground. If we get into a Warzone lobby, or even better, the hardest first-person shooter in the world, Apex Legends, I will dominate anybody. That's just how it works. Okay. I'm down to play. <laughs> I, I, I never I mean, said I was. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm He's, good. Easy going, Ethan over here. Yeah, exactly. There he is. It's like you just invite, and I'm I'm there. Um, <laughs> Every time he dies, just oh, nards. Oh, nards. <laughs> That's the new disc. Josh's drama. Oh god. I mean, we could see we it. Can't, we got to get we that peanut butter first. Oh, is it? Oh, it's because it always goes away. Oh, you always right, throw it right, away. right. That's right. I mean, away we have we camera. have we have a monthly or a, a weekly segment here called Daniel's Drama. Why can't I get a disc? Okay. <laughs> Josh Ooh, might be bringing yeah. drama, but like That's I bring true. drama every week. I bring trauma true. with a capital T. Oh, <laughs> I bring the long. I mean, you're not. <laughs> uh, Robert Walden. Let's definitely get some Warzone, dude. Uh, Warzone Jesus is ready for battle. Okay, I'm ready. I want to. I don't know. I mean, I haven't. I haven't played Fortune's Keep yet. So. Yep, I have. Nobody will. I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not playing. No, people. That's the thing. People are playing. I will. I refuse to go back and play Caldera though. <laughs> yeah. If you want to no, play Fortune's Caldera Keep, I'm there. Trash, yeah. If you want to play Fortune's Keep, I, I mean, I've watched a little bit of, bit of it. It looks pretty good. Pacing is weird, but it looks fine. You cannot get me back into Caldera. Though. Caldera is hot garbage simply for the fact that 90% of the map is huts, and you can't hide from an airstrike. Yeah. In Basically, the middle okay. of a map. Listen, 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 listen. We're, we're sitting here talking about PUBG, and you know what Caldera is? Caldera was. Is just a PUBG map. Yeah, it's bad. But with Warzone pacing, Ugh. it works for PUBG because the pacing is different. It's the way the game is designed. Yeah, Warzone was not designed for that kind of a map. I'm sorry, it's literally. That's me. That's me doing my PUBG. My PUBG. <laughs> uh, man, I'd love to see you in Tarkov. Oh, uh, don't even better. get me started on Tarkov, bro. All right. Well, we've been two hours and ten minutes on this uh, yeah, podcast. We need to go ahead and end this one and then get over into the um yeah the commentary josh is going yeah. to commentate I'll... our lone star disc only round uh here yeah. in just a few minutes as soon as i get it pulled up and we get everything swapped over um yeah. 
So this is what we're going to do, guys. For any of you who are listening on the audio feeds, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to be ending the audio feed right here. However, the video feed live here on Facebook is going to continue. Check that timestamp at the end of this audio feed from whatever podcast you guys are listening to. Go back to Facebook, scrub the video directly to about this time, and you'll get to watch the world release of our very first round ever recorded, which was a Lone Star Disc only challenge. Um, with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode, 30 episodes. It's been absolutely wild. Uh, thank you so much to Lone Star Disc for being our very first sponsor, hopping on the board and basically bringing this podcast to you now for the foreseeable future. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also shout out to Disc and Disciples and Ladies uh, of Music City Disc Golf. And to everyone out there, we appreciate you and we will see y'all on the next hole.